0: Friday everybody. Good morning Good morning, this morning. Now. Testing one, two, three, testing one, two, three, testing one, two, and 3 Testing one Testing. Testing,
1: testing.
0: Testing. Good morning this morning, everybody. Uh, the my left foot dude is. Accused of rape. I thought he. I thought he was accused of rape before. Gerard Depardieu. The only thing I, I noticed is how fat he's gotten. That's really kind of what I've noticed about Gerard Depardieu. Is he but but he's always been that way. I, I, they, they, this, it's so weird how the world just kind of uh, regenerates. Like the same stories come back and. Come and go and come back again and leave again and come and go and come back again and leave again. It's kind of crazy. It's like, they're, it's like they just simply morph into something different. I, I could have sworn Gerard Depardieu was accused of something a while back. I just don't know what it is. Everybody's accused of something these days. And yet, you know what? Doesn't seem to work very well. I kind of love this, uh, this news cycle to a certain degree. Uh, and happy Friday, by the way, everybody. Good morning, this morning, everybody. Let me see if I can set up here. Got my coffee, and I did drop by and get some coffee. I did uh, go ahead and do that. I, I I did take my little detour. Let me get back on the uh, on the Facebook feed here for everybody, just to check everybody out, see what's going on. And oh, and by the way, uh, thank you. I, I hope you guys saw on the my Facebook page. For some reason, I couldn't. Um, get the the my mama k tomato and anchovy salad thing up there on the uh on on the web for some reason on our website i i on our facebook page i got it on mine but i didn't get it i didn't get it on uh i didn't get it get it on 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 this one i couldn't i couldn't share it for some reason I never know what the heck is wrong and, and, and how things go down. Jimmy Haney, how's the mouth, he says. Well, the mouth is great. I didn't uh, make the same mistake I made uh, yesterday morning. I was a little bit of a uh, – uh, I, 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 I apparently was a, like maybe just like out of it just a little bit. So, boy, there's a lot going on, though, out there. These, these left wingers – yesterday was a great day. For Radio Free Allman in the aftermath of the Pascal appearance and beyond, these guys are swinging and missing, man. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's pretty crazy because you know yesterday you know they tried to uh, they 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 tried to basically run me out of the Pascal show and try to troll me again and all that kind of stuff and it didn't work just one second at all. And it was uh, just a fantastic display of uh, of unity on our part, and that that was fantastic. And it, it doesn't seem like these folks are really nothing seems to be sticking. You know, you know how fast that DeSantis story went away. Did you see that the the, the, the DeSantis called Gillum a monkey, and that 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 just went right away. That just was like, okay, he called Gillum a monkey. Everyone's like. No, I didn't. We 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 looked at the tape, and it really wasn't like him calling Gillum a monkey, and so take off. So that story, that story maybe lasted about twenty four hours, thirty six hours. It's probably, it's probably a situation where we uh, in Florida it might last a little longer, but but that's but that's about it. Meanwhile, here's another attempt that failed, and this is a, a great one because I don't know whether you all have ever been to an In-N-Out burger. you ever been to an In-N-Out? Do they, I know they have them in California, and I can't remember where whether it was in D.C. I don't think it was an In-N-Out burger. Now, I, again, I can never remember what these burger places are. There are so many of them, and there, there are so many uh of these, you know, five guys and smash burger and in and out burger, whatever. But I know, I know I've been to the one there in California, in LA, they have them. And this was really interesting. This guy goes to the in and out burger in El Segundo. And he hours earlier, the, the democratic party there in California had called for a boy, yeah, the In and Out Burger is great, by the way. And and, you know they they have such a great business model and 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 there's and they're so good at what they do. I'm always in in admiration of these places that are just like boom, 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 boom. I think I think we had an in and out burger at the at the Atlanta airport. And I can't remember again people, if you don't if please forgive me. I can't tell whether it's the In and Out Burger or something else it's called, but I'm, I could swear it's an In and Out Burger there at the airport. Anyway, like they give you like these a big bucket of fries, and the burgers are delicious. It's just as a, and they're very generous with their fries, and they they at the In n Out Burger. One thing I did notice is that they make you your drink. Like, you like? they don't have one of these places where you just go and get your own drink. Or, oh, I think it's a, a the Whataburger. Anthony, maybe it's the Whataburger at, I don't know, either way. One of the places that had the Fox News channel on in D.C., which I was, like, really shocked to go into a restaurant and see that the Fox News channel was on. And then the... Uh, the, the the place at at, at the In and Out Burger I know it doesn't do a it doesn't do a hold on a second here all right hang on for some reason this this microphone is falling down on me here there we go okay uh, the the In and Out Burger for whatever reason they they think that this model works and I guess it does because there's a method to the madness where you go into the In and Out Burger and instead of you going in and and having to deal with this monstrosity of a uh, of the button pushing you know those those soda machines that now have 7000 different flavors in them and different buttons you should push and all kinds of things there uh, I, those are great, but, you know, people get backed up and in line, I don't know. So the in and out Burger, for whatever reason, they've decided they're not going to mess around with that stuff. They basically, if you want a Coca-Cola, they make the Coca-Cola for you. That's pretty much it. I think they also save on people just kind of going back and filling it up and that kind of stuff. I think you might still get free refills there. I don't know. Either way. So the Democratic Party in Los Angeles called for a boycott of the in and out Burger after there was some revelation that the company recently donated $25,000 to the California State Republican Party. And California has emerged basically, this is the place where we have the Democrat resistance. This is where you saw in San Jose the Antifa wars and... These guys have been out in force at all kinds of different places, universities there, Berkeley and beyond, for their little Antifa demonstrations and their left-wing lunaticery. If that's a word. It's not a word, but lunaticery is uh, – it's kind of like jackassery. It's, uh, it's a word that we love to say. So, this lunaticory chicory going on there in uh, California, and so it's the it's the hotbed it's the place it's the it's where it all starts it's kind of like one of those things oh by the way, somebody asked if we're going to be on labor Day, we are not going to be on on labor day we're not going to be on, on monday it uh it's just a thing it's just a reason and uh we i know a lot of people are going to be out of town, and I just figured uh, you know that we were going to not so we won't be here uh labor day morning i might I will still do a a live feed of some sort uh, in the morning there on Labor Day, but uh, I'm not going to be, we're not going to be in a studio here. And uh, yeah, Jimmy's wondering, does $25,000 even buy anything for you politically anymore? Uh, Probably not. And also uh, Todd's pointing out that he misses Burger Chef. Uh Okay, Todd, he's he's trying to get me to tell the Hardy's chicken story. I don't need to do that. That's not, it's not relevant. I might figure out an excuse to tell the Hardy's chicken story. You know, I whenever I talk about fast food, I always figure out some way to weasel in the Hardy's chicken story, but this time I'm going to spare uh, all of you that. But Burger Chef, yeah, remember Burger Chef and Jeff. That was kind of an odd little pairing there. Uh, Big Fat Burger. Big fat burger chef. And then I think Jeff was his little sidekick. They had a little relationship going on there at Burger Chef. And and the commercials were all, hey, it's Burger Chef and Jeff. And everyone's going, oh, really? Burger Chef and Jeff, huh? What do you guys do when you're not making burgers? Just wondering. It's Kind of like Batman and Robin. You're like, look at him at first. And like, oh, Batman and Robin. Hmm. Interesting. He's both wearing tights. I see. Whatever. I'm like, oh, come on, people. Just kidding, but yeah, Burger Chef and Jeff used to be a thing, and and I don't know how in this day and age, Burger Chefs, the the, the people who run Burger Chef are probably thinking, how did we miss out on this? Like, everybody and their monkey's uncle has a burger place now. It, it, every there are burger places all over the place. I, you know, that's one other thing, by the way. And I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna tell you the story about the In and Out Burger in a second. But that's another example of where trends just have flown in the face of everybody. Because you do remember, like, and this is where, okay, I think I am getting towards the, I think I am getting towards the Hardy story. Because, for instance, you look at a place like McDonald's, right? And McDonald's spent so much time trying to be healthy. So, they came up with these uh, apples that they're giving you instead of French fries. And they started to do salads and those kinds of things. And, and they, and they, and they, okay, Siri, I'm not calling on you. They started to do uh, salads and all kinds of stuff to, to be healthier. And I remember a while back when McDonald's was wanting to be healthier. And I was thinking to myself, why? why why do you want to be a healthier McDonald's? People don't go to McDonald's for healthy food. They go there for a big mac and they go there for the french fries, which are delicious. they go there for the they, they even go there for the hot apple pies. You know the, remember the the I guess they still have them now they're now they're like like a tiny they're, they're hot apple. cream of wheats now but used to be hot apple pie and you'd get one of those hot apple pies it burned it burned the roof of your mouth off just you know they'd warn you that it's hot or at least when i was a kid they didn't warn you at all about anything but i was a kid you knew it was hot like okay this coffee's hot right get it it came out of a hot spigot The hot apple pie is hot. That's why they call it a hot apple pie. I don't need to warn you that biting into it might be a little hot. But I want to cool it down a little bit by going. Pff, pff, pff. That's all you got to do. Don't have, to have a warning. But you know what? Somebody sued because they burned their mouth or burned their thighs or something on a, on a, on a cup of coffee. And then suddenly there's warnings everywhere. Margaret likes... Oh, I got to get my... Let me get my Budweiser going here for a second. My morning Bud. Margaret likes the uh, filet of fish. That is pretty good, I got to tell you. That's one of the things, like, during Lent, you know. You're you're, eating fish, and uh, that's your excuse to actually go to McDonald's. Like, well, you know, it's Lent. Can't eat meat. Got to have a 7,000-calorie filet of fish. Whatever that tartar sauce is on there... I don't know where they get that tartar sauce, but I've been looking for it my whole life. And I can't reproduce that anywhere. No store brand, no nothing recreates the the taste of the filet fish tartar sauce. Where does that come from and what drug is in that filet fish sauce? Whatever it is, I have no idea, but I have not been able to replicate it anywhere because there's nothing better than a piece of fried fish lathered in in tartar sauce and even better sometimes lathered in a hot sauce that's all I'm saying all right so on to the McDonald's story so McDonald spends all this time being healthy and what do you do healthy things and at the time I remember at the onset if it you know, you, you hear about it experimenting with these, you know, lettuce wraps and this and that and, and, and the healthy burgers and all that kind of stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, why, why are you doing this? You need to go back to the brand that made you what you are. You always need to remember your brand and, and, and what made you famous, what made you the, the person that you are. And so, uh, hey, Julie, hi, good morning, babe. How did McDonald's take away this? They don't do styrofoam cups anymore. What are they doing, paper or something? Anyway, so McDonald's decides they're going to try to go healthy. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no reason for you to go healthy. People don't want healthy food from you. If they wanted healthy food, they'd go someplace else and get a salad or they'd go someplace else and get apples that are sprayed with turpentine or whatever those apples are sprayed with. Be just who you are. That's your ticket. So McDonald's decides that they're going to be more healthy while at the same time... Every street corner is now populated by these burger joints that they don't even care. I mean, they're they're like they're like adding calories. I don't know how they do it, but they're like they're like finding calories anywhere they can to stuff into what they're giving you. They're going out and, and actually buying grease from a grease vendor and just dumping it onto the hamburgers. You know. If you've ever tried a smash burger or an in and out burger or a burger or anything else, these people are going full bore on these burgers, baby. Red Robin, for instance, they're popping up there. They've got, they've got every burger imaginable. And, and so while McDonald's sits there and spends a lot of time apologizing for who it is and what it is, these other burger joints pop up and they're like, hey, have a $7,000 burger here. Hardee's kind of did the same thing with their gigantic, uh, you know, burgers that, that for, for 25-year-old dudes who can who can digest that and metabolize it uh, to, to a point where they're not going to get become big, fat pigs eating it. But nonetheless, these other burger joints caught on to that too. They said, well, people seem to like hamburgers. And they, and they like them with bacon on them. And sometimes they like them with, Butter on them? Yeah, that, that, that was the, uh, the uh, what is it? Cupid, um, God darn it. Car, uh, Culver's. I mean, they even have a butter burger. Like a, like a hamburger isn't enough. The grease isn't enough. They're going to put butter on it. Those are people who have confidence, people. Those are people who go big or stay home, as my lovely mother-in-law Kathleen would say. Hi, Kathleen. How are you? I call her Kathy. Those are the people who say, you know what? We're not going to apologize for who we are. We're going we're to become the, the fattest, butteriest, baconiest, cheesiest burger around, and people are going to flock to us. Meanwhile, McDonald's is sitting there going, Oh, well, uh, look at us. We we apologize for who we were. We put together all these salads for people when we had no business making salads at all. Although it's good to have an alternative for parents because kids still like McDonald's, so I guess you could make sense. But we 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 did all this kind of stuff, and then look at all these other places flocking. Uh, into the burger business and just st- stating very flatly who they are. Tammy says the steak and shake folks have the original butter. Yeah, they do. I, You know, I it's a lot. A, it's a, steak and shake, unfortunately, I, I know it. some people swear by it, but it's become too long of a way to go for the food. Uh, I, and I don't know, the one I go to, they never get you. I, I stopped going there because. You know, you get stuff for the kids or something, and and they never get the order right, and boom. It's just kind of like, um, you know, uh, yeah, just kind of a – sometimes it's just not worth it. But anyway, so this is a great lesson for people, and certainly was a lesson for McDonald's to not give up on its brand, to not give up on who it is. And I I said a long time ago that McDonald's, in order to get – because it was suffering a little bit in terms of uh, people going there. And I basically said to McDonald's, I said, go back to being who you are. Bring back the Hamburglar. Bring back the the Mayor McCheese. Bring back all those things. Kids kids these days have never seen those. You can regenerate it. I mean, if you could make Scarface 3 and, and redo movies all the time and just pretend they're the original, you certainly can bring back the Hamburglar and Mayor McCheese and... And just uh, go big or stay home. Just go back to your brand, the milkshake, the hamburger, everything else, and just do it. So you, McDonald's saw what happened is when when they started going healthy and trimming back and and being kind of who they weren't. These other burger joints were going. Well, if you're not going to do it, we will. I mean, if if you're if you're not going to go big or stay home and go full bore on the on the burger and on your brand, then we'll go full bore on the burger and the brand. And now you have all kinds of these burger places out there. Now it's cool. And what's interesting too is we went for a while there on this healthy kick in this country where remember uh, they they came up with uh, Olestra for the potato chips and uh, other things. Olestra so was, was a fat replacer. And olestra was a major failure. It, and, you know, all these uh, fat-free cookies and things like that. And what people were finding is that they were fat-free cookies. So people said, well, I know. Then um, I could have 10 of them then, can't I? Because they're fat-free. Or I can eat the whole bag of potato chips because they're fat-free and filled with olestra." Although uh, at that point, if you did that, there was a double-edged sword to olestra. Because what Olestra would do is basically put you on the toilet most of the day. Because for it, whatever, whatever it was, it was some kind of chemical, some kind of thing that basically went right through you. Right through you. And so you just had no uh, way, in any way, shape, or form of uh, digesting it or anything else. So it became a, uh, a, a major failure when it came to Olestra. And so people were trying to, you know, uh, trying to be healthy and doing all this wacky stuff. And and uh, and and, and what, one great example, and I did this a while back. One great example is uh, is the salad dressings, the fat-free salad dressings, and a oh, snack wells. There you go, Mama K. Exactly. So you have these. Uh, you had the fat-free salad dressings and you see fat is a f- fat is a really good thing uh, you need fat fat not only is good for you in some degrees cuz your body does need it but fat is also a thing that makes things taste good and it's easier to cook with and that kind of thing and so uh that's an important component but when you have fat free stuff you have to figure out a way to replace the fat, uh, in, in something because, uh, a fat, uh, a fat in a salad dressing, uh, creates the viscosity. It creates the thickness. It creates the way it runs and all that kind of stuff. And as Mama K points out, fat also keeps your uh, brain working. That is true. So when they came up with fat free salad dressings, What they had to come up with is something then to replace and mimic the role of the fat, because fat still does have a role. I just explained that. So what they did was they came up with uh, something called an alginate. And if you uh, if if you go ahead and uh, look at the the alginate's uh, like in a a fat-free salad dressing and the uh, on there. You you have a uh, – that's the component of the fat-free salad dressing. And so you look at an alginate and you're like, what is an alginate? Well, a, a, an alginate is made from algae essentially. It's it's something that is uh, uh, made from the, the basis of which is algae and then they turn it into some viscous kind of product, whatever. And – it turns out that one of the things that that you uh, that alginates are used for, uh, they're used to, to, to grease up and lubricate drills in oil fields. That's what they use alginates for when they're not being used for fat-free salad dressings. They're used to lubricate drills in oil fields. And so you can imagine one of the reasons why you might be on the toilet or whatever it happens to be uh, after you eat something fat-free, that's the reason because they have these things in there that uh, for the same reason they create the viscosity and the and the looseness and the liquidity of the product they're doing, it's also why you put it in your stomach and it goes right through you. I'm just saying. that's the- So anyway, people were going into this uh, mode where they were – uh, wanting to be more healthy and eat more healthy it 's always good to eat more healthy i try I try to eat healthy that 's for sure Meanwhile, society was going the exact opposite direction where they where they were they they were uh, wanting more fat or more calories or more indulgent foods, not fewer. And I don't know whether that's a healthy trend or not. I don't fault people for wanting a Whataburger or an In-Out burger or whatever, but they went the opposite direction. And, and it just goes to show you that it doesn't help, doesn't pay to really try to be something that you're not, or try to push somebody in a direction. Because there'll always be a pushback. There'll always be a way to 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 right the ship and the pendulum will swing, and that and that's how it works out. So um uh, okay, uh, Kim Kim Paris is on her way. Kim, everybody else can hear. It's probably something with whatever device you're using, everybody else can hear. So don't worry yourself. Everybody else can hear me. Everybody else can see me. So you just need some different equipment, apparently. So anyway, the uh, the this is the trend that basically has just been hitting people, and now we have all these burger joints showing up, and it's a beautiful thing because – no matter what the, the liberals or the pansies of the world try to do in terms of engineering this and engineering that, common sense and real people always wind up prevailing. That's how it all goes. Common sense and real people always wind up prevailing. It's why, for instance, these stories don't last very long when they come out and people can see them for their ridiculousness. Like for instance, if you are in a situation where you are uh looking at this story about the the the, word, the monkey word that Ron DeSantis in Florida used, we all knew right off the bat that, that was a bunch of bulloney and that was a bunch of just garbage. We all knew at the very at the very beginning that when we saw it all in context, I played for you last night again, again Ron uh, yesterday, Ron DeSantis basically being laudatory about his opponent and that was just an offhand comment made after he was laudatory about his opponent and so it wasn't about gillum it wasn't anything about a monkey to do with him calling him a monkey or whatever that story lasted about 12 hours and everybody just kind of like said yeah the bs detector went up and that's what we're doing every single day people and that's that's, that's why we are who we are the common sense nation. And I, that's why I am who I am on the air here, because I'll just I'll be with you in the BS detector mode at all times. And so, yeah, uh, from the from the macro to uh, people trying to make us eat a certain way only for us to respond by I know we'll just have 10 different kinds of hamburger companies out there and hamburger franchises out there. That's what we'll do. We'll just have 10, 10 different ones out there, and, and, and we'll show them. And we did. And so back to then the in and out Burger controversy there, which actually turned out not to be one. It went, as usual, as usual with the left, it, it, it backfired on them because everything seems to be backfiring on them. In fact, you know, CNN was uh, waxing poetically about this idea that uh, that somehow uh, we have to get used to the idea of having the ex president Donald Trump. But it's like, no, maybe in your wet dream you'll have an ex president Donald Trump, but come twenty twenty, Donald Trump will win in a landslide. I'm just telling you. That's how the cookie's going to crumble for those of you on the left. So get used to losing. That's all I'm saying. Because so far I have seen you all who on the losing end, very tired of it with your temper tantrums and your glass breaking and you're hitting people with bike locks and you're trolling the Pascal show and trying to troll advertisers and all that kind of stuff. It, it, It might work once, depending on how cowardly the people are who you're dealing with, but it doesn't work a lot. And so you come through the door with your uh, little battering ram, and we've got guns. So you just can't win with us. And again, that's figurative, okay? So for all you left-wingers out there, Wanting to say that Allman is calling for people to take up arms against the left. That's not what I'm saying. Figuratively, we have guns. And you guys have nothing but your fists. And and we prove it every single day. You can scream, yell, troll, type, whatever you want to do. We are always going to prevail. So there's this idea somehow that uh, that that we could just fantasize about uh, steering people in a certain direction, but we'll always resist. We're the resistance, not you. I, I, I The other day I saw a bumper sticker that had, to, you know, resist on there. I'm going, <laughs> I had, I, mean, I actually laughed. I, I think we're supposed to be intimidated by the bumper sticker with the, you know, with the resist fist on it. It's like, yeah, sure. See you at the voting booth. Well, we'll, we'll see, see it all at the voting booth there. So, so far, things just aren't working out, whether it be with the news media and they tried to create a thing out of this monkey word that DeSantis used and it didn't last long. We all just were like, okay, Shepard Smith, knock yourself out with your bull crap and the interview and everything else, but, but we'll let you have your 10 minutes and then we'll forget about you after a while. By the way, is John McCain still dead? I'm just wondering, is he... Uh yeah, yesterday. Okay, I don't want to digress too much here. Uh, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But yesterday, for about thirty seconds, when I turned on Fox News and I had the, uh, I I had the I ha- had them on on my radio in the car, had them on, and uh, it was the funeral for John McCain, and one of the main guests or the uh, the co-anchors of the funeral uh, procession or whatever it happened to be was, uh, was Ben Sass waxing about how he and John McCain for, were friends. I'm thinking, Oh gosh, I, I am totally punched out on that. I don't need to hear from Ben Sass, the never Trumper Republican, ever again. And, and he was talking about how he and John be, became fast friends. Of course they did. They're both a bunch of a couple of beta males who couldn't tolerate Donald Trump. And again, I'm not disparaging John McCain's uh, service in the war. He's a stud, I get it. But, but 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 for whatever reason he transformed into a beta and kind of a pansy and a whiny, screamy, agitated pansy. And Ben Sass, of course gravitated towards him because that's exactly the kind of baby that ben sass is and so i had to listen to ben sass talk about john mccain it's like oh this isn't gonna this isn't gonna take place for very long for me I i guarantee you that so anyway it's not working out for the left it's not working out for people who tried to make us all eat lettuce wraps the rest of our lives. And lettuce wraps are good, by the way. One thing I will have to tell you is the Jimmy John lettuce wrap is pretty darn good. And so I, I that, that's not bad. If you really want a lettuce wrap, if you really think you need a lettuce wrap because you're going to have a hamburger later on, then you get the lettuce wrap for lunch and you have your – in and out burger for dinner and you're good. That's how you balance it out. That's the only reason you have a lettuce wrap, I know, because you're just saving something for something else you're going to be doing later. It's really the only possible reason why people are having a lettuce wrap sandwich, although they are good. But it's probably the only possible reason. is because you're saving it so you can have 10 beers later on or you're going to have that piece of cheesecake for dinner or whatever. It's all just a balancing thing. It's not really eating healthy. It's just you saying, I'll eat this now because I'm eating this later. I'll have this now because I'm going to totally pig out in about five hours, so I'll have this now. So let's see, that's really the only reason. But nonetheless, they tried to make us all healthy. McDonald's bought into it. Oh yeah, we should be healthy too. Here, have this little tiny miniature. Uh, it, it's like it's like uh, the land of the giants when you're at McDonald's now with some of these, you know, the, the, the little uh, the kids' meals and the, and their French fries, and it's like these tiny little uh, these tiny little things of, of French fries, and you're thinking, am I a giant, or is this thing of French fries really that tiny? Am I an Amazon man or is this thing of French fries really that tiny? So anyway, they made us all into these, uh, these lemmings and wanted us to follow along. And poor McDonald's, which now is losing a big market share and has to figure out what the hell they're doing, they lost it. Because when they started to kind of uh, pansify their, their brand and kind of go back on what they were, the other guys just said, listen, if you're not going to go big, we'll go big. Ladies and gentlemen – Whataburger, In N Out Burger, Smash Burger. I mean, you name it, it's out there now. And McDonald's is standing there going, darn it, you know what? We shouldn't have been babies about this. We should be Whataburger. We should be In N Out Burger because we were the original In N Out Burger. We are the original Whataburger, the original Smash Burger. But no, we decided to give people apples. And there you are. There's your story about maintaining your brand, sticking to what you believe and everything else. In the meantime, on the, on the, on the news front and beyond, we're fighting back. And guess what? Both of these things converged. Both of these uh, concepts converged the other day with In-N-Out Burger in California. And so back to the original uh, story uh, that I was telling you that made me digress into uh, this whole thing. So, In-N-Out Burger in California. And California, as you, as you know, has become the the hotbed of uh, of all things Democrat, all things resistance. And it's Antifa loves California, and they go out and hit people and break things and stop people from speaking on campuses. And yeah, it's really just the. Just the the, the, the hotbed of, of left-wing politics there. So In-N-Out Burger decided to have the uh, temerity to give $25,000 to the California Republican Party. Now, In-N-Out Burger, as I pointed out, is a great franchise. It is a well-oiled machine franchise. You go in there. It's uh, Once you kind of get the hang of the menu, you go in there, pop in there. I went in there in L.A. a while back, and it's just the food is great, and uh, they make it for you. They pour your drink. You're not standing up there doing this and this and this at the at the at the drink dispenser, and they just do it all for you, and then bring it to your table uh, if need be, uh, if if they have to. So, In-N-Out Burger, uh, with their great business model and their great people, gave twenty five thousand dollars to the California Republican Party, and oh, did that make? Individuals angry, and especially since you know, of course, In-N-Out Burger has a great reputation, and they are a very important part of that whole thing. And so, uh, people were very upset the, about the possible influence they could have if it was learned and knowledgeable that they gave money to the Republican Party. And of course, leave it to the Democrats to tell everybody they gave money to the Republican Party. And guess what happens when you tell? Great people, common sense Americans, that the In-N-Out Burger supports people who are conservative in California. Well, they reward In-N-Out Burger and not punish In-N-Out Burger. So what happened is the head of the California Democratic Party, Eric Bauman, decided he was going to call for a boycott on Twitter of In-N-Out Burger there on Wednesday night. And he tweeted a link to a story about the $25,000 contribution and wrote, at two in and out with the hashtag boycott in and out. By Thursday morning, his tweet had turned into a national political story. And the state party was there, you know, kind of clarifying their remarks. And, and and because the Democratic Party knows that people love In N Out Burger, In N Out Burger is an institution in California. It, it, it is an institution there. It it is one of the most if you if you sometimes you go to LA and there's so much to do in LA, but some people will tell you, make sure you have an In N Out Burger. You're like, Really? Yeah, they're awesome. It's a it's a, it's it's a great Franchise, And so the Democratic Party once again screws it up. And they decide that they're going to call for a boycott or this guy's going to call for a boycott of In-N-Out Burger. Suddenly, the Democratic Party is going, you didn't just do that, did you, dude? Because people love In-N-Out Burger and they don't want things infused with politics. And you know what? There are Democrats who love In-N-Out Burger, just like there were gays who love Chick-fil-A. Just for your information. Anyway, the, the, the uh, one communications director guy comes out and says, well, we're not happy that in and out Burger gave the money, but we're not calling for an official boycott. He had to correct the guy, the, the, the Democratic Party chairman. They had to correct him going, uh, dude, you just called for a boycott of a California institution. Over a twenty five thousand dollar donation to the Republican Party, I don't give money to the Republican Party, but that's that's another story. But they did, and 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 so the guy calls for a boycott over twenty five thousand dollars to the Republican Party. This petty uh, Democrat there. In the meantime, In and Out put out a statement, and they said, um. Yeah, we, we did give money to the we did give money to the Republican Party. But guess what? We also gave money to the Democratic Party as well. We gave, in fact, uh, Mr. Ballman and Democrats, we gave an equal amount to each party. In 2018. And the filings that are in question here from in and out Burger. Show and by the way. How, why are they? Why are they trolling In-N-Out Burger? Why are Why are people investigating the filings of In-N-Out Burger? Uh, I, that That's these That's what these people are busying themselves with. I know what we'll do. We'll find out how. I mean, imagine what had to come across the mind of this guy who looked at these filings and thought, you know what? I know In-N-Out Burger is really popular. So why don't I see if they gave any amount of money to Republicans? And if they did, I'll make a big-ass deal out of it. And I won't check whether it gave money to Democrats. I'll just make a big deal about it, giving money to Republicans, and then call for a boycott. And there you go, another swing and a miss for the liberals. Another swing and a miss. They do this a lot, by the way. So the restaurant chain gave $80,000 this election cycle to Californians for jobs and a strong economy. So that was a, that was a committee focusing on electing business-friendly Democrats to the state legislature. So, so here was the in and out Burger actually trying to help out the Democratic Party to make it a little more commonsensical by giving money to an organization that was helping to elect business-friendly Democrats. And uh, they gave $30,000 to the same committee in 2016. So In-N-Out Burger says, listen, for years, uh, we have supported lawmakers who, regardless of political affiliation, promote policies that strengthen California and allow us to continue operating with the values of providing strong pay, great benefits for our associates. And when they say our associates, that's what they call – the people who work at in and out Burger. They don't call them employees or whatever. They call them associates. It's kind of the same model that, for instance, Chick-fil-A uh, does. Uh, they, they have a high level of respect for their employees, and they pay them well. They don't need the government to tell them to pay them a certain amount. Chick-fil-A pays their people a certain amount, which is above minimum wage because Chick-fil-A prints money. I don't know whether you've ever been around a chick-fil-A at any time of the day and and, and the the lines are around the the corner. I could go by there at 11, 10 o'clock in the morning and there's a there's a huge line there, not for long, because they have people out there with clipboards and everything else, and they're moving the line along because they're serious, they're like Italians. And then you go uh, to uh, some other Chick-fil-A at 8 o'clock at night, and there's the line again. It's amazing. And I, when I say there's a line, I don't mean that I'm not warning you you're going to wait. You don't wait. That's the other amazing thing about it. So they, they, the, so Chick-fil-A is successful because, first of all, the food is good, the service is great, and they stand by their brand. They they are Chick Fil A. They're not they're not uh, uh, they're not lettuce ball fillet. They're not hamburger fillet either. They're Chick Fil A chicken. chicken, 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 chicken. Can I have a hamburger? No, chicken. That's what we have here. So anyway. They've got a great business model, and they don't need the government to pay to tell them to pay their people a certain amount of money. Uh, they do it anyway, and they do it anyway because they are successful, and they are successful because they are smart, they have a great business model, and they maintain their brand. Now, conversely, In-N-Out Burger is the same thing. They call their people associates. They have a great business model, and they basically pay – uh their people way above minimum wage. And you know what it shows? Because their employees are great at what they do, fast, respectful, and on target when it comes to what they're what they're achieving. And by the way, this thing has uh, In N Out Burger has been around since 1948. And now here's another reason why there's a possibility that they were targeted by somebody seeking out their donations to the Republican Party uh, because they have a main, they have a reputation for maintaining strong Christian beliefs, and even in its packaging in the In-N-Out Burger, they have uh, Bible verses on the packaging, and yet they're in liberal California, in the hotbed of left wingery in and out Burger is printing money. You know why? Because even left-wingers love In-N-Out Burger. And they can put up with a Bible verse on a bag. I'm not saying all left-wingers are anti-Bible. I'm just saying, you know, what I'm, you, know, you know what I'm talking about there. Some people on that left side sometimes don't like a whole lot of religion in their way. And so, boom, there they are, and they're very popular. And so the Democrat who decided that he was going to uh, – to call for a boycott of a California institution, swang the bat and missed. Is that a word, swang? Swung. I don't know. All I'm telling you is, swinger or swang or swung, he missed majorly. And once again, a, a micro metaphor for the ongoing and continued failure of the left to get a foothold in trying to change the common-sense nation. Because people, when they're left to their own devices, make smart decisions, and the political hackery doesn't have an impact on them. So how bad did it get for the Democrats and the uh, and the in-and-out burger attempted boycott? Well, we had one... A candidate for governor there, John Cox, who posted a photo of himself in front of the In-N-Out Burger on Thursday and declared, there's nothing more Californian than an In-N-Out Burger. And you know what? Even Democrats agree. <laughs> it's just, It's horrible. Uh, the spokesman for the California Republican Party then went on and said it's disappointing that they're attacking a company that's a California institution widely regarded as a good employer. In fact, yeah, it, it definitely is, as I just explained to you. Now, we had the, uh, the the backlashes, whether it be with Chick-fil-A or actually in California, they had an L.A. Mexican restaurant, El Coyote, uh, the, the, the uh, manager there contributed to a campaign for a proposition that wanted to ban same-sex marriage in California. They found out about that, and they, they, they boycotted it, and, and Los Angeles residents were like, we like El Coyote. I don't know about that manager, but I'll tell you one thing. Their chimichanga is Unbelievable. So shut up. Don't talk about politics. I'm still... About- it, it, it just backfired on them majorly. And it seems to backfire all the time on these guys. They just don't have a plan. And, and, and what do they do when the, the, the first uh, black... Man is nominated to become uh, governor of uh, California on the Democratic side as the gubernatorial candidate. What do they do? They they, they, they they go and figure out, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll claim that Ron DeSantis called him a monkey. That'll, that'll, that'll get us all the votes in the world. And then people are like going, no, didn't call him a monkey. We saw the tape. We saw. We heard the entirety of the tape on Radio Free Alman, because Radio Free Alman has time and cares enough to play the entirety of the Ron DeSantis interview. And unfortunately, what happened for Fox News is they went back and, like, apologized for DeSantis' language. Like, people, you don't need to do it. He didn't call him a monkey. It's ridiculous. But it's fun to watch fun to watch them just running around in circles all the time and if you are a democrat i kind of have a level of uh of sympathy for you because to me the people who are kind of running your operation your party uh and, and your activities are actually embarrassing you and uh and actually making the results of the 2018 November midterms and the 2020 election, a near certainty that conservatives will remain prevailing. Uh, it's, it, I, I, I realize you've done a one good job, and, and you have successfully uh, zipped Maxine Waters' lips, which is a good thing. And, and, and you're on the right track there by uh, shutting her fat mouth because the more she talked, the more you lose. That's just a matter of fact. So yeah, that's my swing in the miss story, from all the way to the time when we said, "Hey, let's all eat uh, uh, almonds and uh, lettuce wraps for the rest of our lives." And now suddenly, uh, we haven't had more burger joints, more fat, calorie laden, cheese, bacon smeared, butter ball butter buns places than we've had ever in the in the history of the United States. And I love that about America. I love how we just don't like to be told what to do. And we, and we don't like to be ordered around and bossed around and told what's good for us and what's this and what's that. Yeah, we listen to the right people. I get that. And we are concerned about our kids and blah, blah, blah. But 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 for the most part, don't try to don't try to get one up on us because we'll always send it back to you because it's not cooked. We'll always send what you're cooking us back to the kitchen. That's all I'm saying. So that's the story for today. And now we're all hungry, right? Remember the, uh, yeah, I know. I, I'm like, talking about these hamburgers and stuff. I'm like, now I'm starving. Well, Anyway. The In N Out Burger story is now complete. And you know what? I went the entirety of this time without telling you the Hardy's story. And you know what? Here's the thing. I don't want to be like McDonald's, though. And because I'm afraid that people don't want to hear the Hardy story, so I won't tell the Hardy story. Which is a famous story. I don't want to. I don't want to go the way of McDonald's and and think that maybe people don't want to. Maybe people don't want our hamburgers anymore. Maybe what they want is a burger made out of a bunch of pressed beans altogether. We'll do that. Maybe the kids shouldn't have these delicious fries at the level that they're having them. Let's go ahead and give them these apples dipped in turpentine and wrapped in a small little plastic bag. That'll do the trick. And you know what else we should do? We should uh, introduce all kinds of salads and things like that. And and you know what? The hot apple pie we used to make and was big and delicious, let's turn it into the size of a trisket, shall we? I'm sorry. Uh, whatever those little uh, wheat, uh, shredded wheat things are. So they backed off. They backed off their brand. They backed off what made them famous. And guess what? People stepped in and said, well, if you're going to back off and you're going to apologize for the Big Mac and you're going to kill off the Hamburglar and not use that funny clown anymore, we're going to step in and we're going to have the best burgers in town. And you know what? Now they're all over the joint. It's a lesson that you always ought to maintain your brand and, I've, I'll, and so uh, I, my brand, involves me telling the Hardy's chicken story. And so I don't want to go the way of McDonald's and, and, and do that. Because you know what? If I stop telling the Hardy's chicken story, you know what? Somebody else is going to come out there and, and, uh, and tell the Hardy's chicken story. And the Hardy's chicken story is my story. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell you really quickly about how you need to maintain your brand at all times because if you don't, someone else will recreate the brand. It's kind of why when somebody wants to take down the Christopher Columbus statue, we need to tell them to buzz off because we know what they're doing. They want to take our brands away. They want to take our history away so they can recreate their own damn history and their own version of what America is a great example of that before i get to the chicken story is there is a uh, there's a new movie out an upcoming film about neil armstrong's successful trip to the moon and guess what they have decided to go ahead and 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 leave out a very important image cuz when you think of neil armstrong And the first man on the moon, what comes with Neil Armstrong and the first man on the moon? What image do you see with Neil Armstrong and the first man on the moon? In fact, I have a Christmas ornament that I love that is uh, one of those. I don't know what the moon landing has to do with Christmas, but that's okay but it's one of those talking christmas ornaments and it's a neil armstrong christmas ornament and if you push the button you know it's one small step for man one giant leap for mankind his voice is on the on the christmas ornament and you plug it into the light thing and everything else and that christmas ornament is holding an american flag because the american flag is the iconic image yes mama k the iconic image that goes along with the first man on the moon that's that's what goes along with it you you can't find a, 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 a rendition of neil armstrong's first man on the moonism without seeing an american flag you can't, you can't find it find it anywhere it's it's hard to miss. And even in our memories, it's burned into our memories that the American flag is there. But guess what? There's a trailer out that is a biopic, basically. The vehicle's not safe. And it's the...
1: We need to fail down here so we don't fail
0: up there Please It's about the first man on the moon on And guess what it's called? Neil. First Man. An agreement. We'd like you to command. Ryan Gosling's in it. La-la-la-la. And it premiered at the Venice Film Festival. Nothing, honey. It has gone to the moon. Rave reviews from critics. 88% on Rotten Tomatoes 88% people
1: the entire world's watching do you question whether it's also
0: receiving a ton of uh, oscar buzz so even before it's really One out do not
2: back. Four. those kids they don't have a father anymore Three. so you're going to sit the boys down two you're going to the, the first fact,
0: man Biopic, know. even before its release, is being looked at as a unbelievably amazing, wonderful movie.
1: We have serious
0: problems. And when they depict the first man on the moon, boys, you don't have anything under control. What do you think is left out? Of the first man on the moon movie. What do you think is left out of the first man on the moon movie? Even when they show. When they show the first man on the moon. What do you think is left out of the movie? Yeah, you got it, you win, you got the prize, the American flag. There's not one image of the American flag in this movie on the moon, even when we see the first man on the moon. Not one image of the American flag there. So, on a larger level, what you're seeing is this attempt to just simply leave things out, erase them, change history, change the brand, so to speak, so that, you know, there really is no brand when it comes to the first man on the moon. And you know what? The hell, there isn't. That was an American achievement on behalf of man. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And it was, though, an American achievement that brought us the one small step for man and the one giant leap for mankind. It was Americans who made this happen. You didn't build that. Somebody else landed on the moon. No, 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 no. no. No one else landed on the moon except an American. So this movie, while actually it looks really good. It looks uh it looks fantastic, actually, the 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 whole thing. But how you can how you can show the first man on the moon and leave out the American flag is astounding to me. And every example, every indication of how individuals out there, if they had their way, would recreate their own history. How do you recreate an historical moment and leave out one of the most iconic images from that historical moment? How do you do it? Unless you, of course, want to rewrite it yourself and create a brand new A brand new story. A story that actually doesn't exist, in my opinion, without the American flag. That's what this is. And so you talk about people trying to scuttle brands. You talk about people trying to tone things down, water things down, remove this, get rid of this, take that over there, remove that, erase this, tear down that statue, make that... Thing of fries smaller, give him apples instead. That kind of stuff is not the American way. We wouldn't. This wouldn't have been an achievement without the Americans. They took the damn flag out of the first man movie. Ryan Gosling, who I, I don't know. I don't have anything against him. I, I guess he's a he's a good actor and and people uh, people like him, but. He's the one he, he had, he, he, who had to explain all of this to everybody. And you know what the explanation was? He said, uh, I think this was widely regarded in the end as a human achievement. And that's how we chose to view it. Well, it was a human achievement, but it was an American achievement, a distinctly American achievement. And Ryan Gosling even said, well, you know, Neil was an extremely humble man. Oh, yeah? Is that why he said, you know what? I'm not going to take this American flag out there. Leave it in the ship. No. (laughs) Armstrong was supremely proud of this country, proud of the achievement of the space program, proud of the achievement of the American space program, proud to be an American, serve this country well. And so if Neil Armstrong saw this as just simply a human achievement, Neil Armstrong, he was the first man, you know, okay? He was the first man. So if he thought the way Ryan Gosling thinks, and thanks, Ryan, for – and thanks, uh, Hollywood, for telling us how we're going to see the first man on the moon story and how we're supposed to see history. But Neil Armstrong, if he really did feel the way Ryan thinks that he felt, would have left the flag in the, uh, in the ship. And by the way, you realize uh, that flag wasn't uh, knitted on the way up to the moon. They put that flag in that ship to plant it on the moon because they were very proud of this American achievement, Oh, yes, but it was really just a human achievement. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, Neil Armstrong even said one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. But it was while he was before he right before he planted that American flag on the moon. So to do a movie without that is uh, just another attempt to rebrand another attempt to to turn something into something it's not. And when you do that, you oftentimes in the long t- term fail. Just ask Hardy's. Hardy's one time thought it was a good idea to stop just making burgers and try to make chicken. And Hardy said, I know what we'll do. I, we know our burgers are awesome. And just when we have perfected the hamburger at Hardy's, you know what we're going to do? We're going to introduce chicken into the mix. How does that sound, Bill? Great idea, Sam. Go for it. Except they made their chicken. Their chicken was awesome. Their chicken was delicious. So much was it delicious that it created a flock of people going into Hardee's just to get their chicken from Hardee's because it was delicious. They made chicken really well for a hamburger joint. It was pretty amazing. So people kept going to, have you heard about the Hardy's chicken? Had you, have you heard about the Hardy's Happy Meal? It has a chicken leg in it, not a hamburger. It's better for you, even though it's fried. It's better for you. Oh, okay, we'll do that. You get five pieces for $2.99. Oh, yeah, let's do that at Hardy's. Oh, really? Hardy's? Yeah, they're making chicken now. So everybody went to Hardy's for the chicken because the chicken was delicious. But Hardy's had one problem that, uh, When uh, Bill in the boardroom suggested they make chicken, Bill didn't consider the fact that chicken takes time to make and you have to have a system to make chicken. Much like you had a system to make hamburgers. But they didn't have a system to make chicken. They knew how to make hamburgers fast. They just didn't know how to make chicken fast. So guess what? Everybody who went to Hardee's for chicken had to wait a long time for it. They had to wait a long time in the drive-thru. They had to wait a long time in line. They were the ones who had to stand over to the side waiting for their chicken while other people were buying their hamburgers. But the problem is eventually things got backed up because they couldn't make the chicken fast. And so when somebody ordered a hamburger, they had to get through making the chicken first. And so even the people who had the hamburgers were waiting. And then imagine what the drive-thru was like for the person who just wanted there go there for a hamburger because, you know what? Hardee's makes hamburgers. Let's go to Hardy's for a hamburger, shall we? They wind up waiting a half hour in line behind the dude who ordered the chicken. And sometimes they didn't wait a half hour in line behind the dude who ordered the chicken. That dude would be asked to go ahead and pull forward a little bit. They'll bring it out to him. Oh, but the person behind him wanted chicken too. That person was there being asked to pull forward because they are... Uh, They're going to bring it out to him. Oh, but then there's the third person who wanted the chicken. That person finally, there was no place to pull forward to wait for your chicken to come out, and so there's it was it was a monstrosity in every parking lot and in every uh, waiting line in Hardee's. So guess what? After one time of going to Hardee's, or maybe two when you gave them a second chance, of waiting in line for a half hour for a hamburger because you're behind people who want chicken, chicken that's not made fast enough by a fast food place, you wind up saying, you know what? I'm not going back there. And guess what? People didn't go back there. And Hardee's, as a restaurant chain, collapsed into fire. They, Their whole... Business model. They closed down Hardy stores everywhere. And they're a St. Louis company and they're a great company. I'll tell you why, one second here, and then, then we're going to move on. I'll get to the national anthem, and Kim Paris is on the way in. So uh, they, they decided at this point then that, uh, that no one was going to go there anymore. So they closed down their stores. They closed down their stores and they uh, decided that they were going to, and for instance, the one I used to go to is. Is now a bank, so they they managed to like turn or, or, or a credit union or something like that. So that one never recovered. So what Hardys ultimately had to do was they had to go ahead and decide they were going to become something different than they were before in order to survive. So out of the ashes came the Hardys Ten Thousand Calorie fat, gigantic burger that was going to be presented on TV by a big-chested woman with the grease dripping down her cleavage, all for 25-year-old guys who could afford to eat said burgers, and they became the burger king of when it came to these kinds of gourmet gigantic burgers. For whatever reason, they still haven't learned. They're doing burritos. I don't know why they're doing that. But nonetheless, they managed to survive and, and dodge that bullet. But that's the story of, the, uh, uh, of, the, of, the, of what happens when you do not maintain your brand. And just you got to fight it every step of the way. This movie, they want to erase the American flag from the first man's story. Knock yourself out. It's a, it's a shot. And some of us won't go to see the movie for that reason. We're not going to let you tell us a version of history that we've known our entire lives. And, and we're not going to let you erase a brand that was responsible for the moon landing itself and why you're making a movie about it. It doesn't. The American flag, the first man on the moon and the American flag go hand in hand. You can't take the flag out. If you do, you're trying to re, redo history. And don't boycott In and Out Burger. And ladies and gentlemen, now our national anthem. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This is the Discovery Design Studio. DiscoveryDesignInc.com. Hope you all enjoyed uh, that little hour-long rant that began with this swing-and-a-miss protest against In-N-Out Burger and morphed into something bigger. It always does sometimes, you know what I'm saying? That's a good thing. Kim Paris. Hey, you know what, Kim? What? First of all, welcome. Hi. Good morning,
2: monkeys.
0: Hey, she just called you a monkey.
2: (laughs) Oh my God. What a feel that I woke up yesterday morning and I saw that. And it was like, it is on like Monkey Kong. And so I took too much of my work day finding monkey stuff to put on my Facebook wall and just stir the pot.
0: On like (laughs) Monkey Kong.
2: You know, did your mom never say,
0: Sit your monkey ass down, <laughs> or or just the whole monkeying around. And actually, you know, it's so funny to listen to the entirety of the uh, of the Ron DeSantis interview, which I played for people yesterday, and I hopefully you've heard it. Although, unfortunately, not many people played the entire interview. What they did was they just played you that one snippet, and 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 he just had gotten done uh, uh, complimenting this Gillum guy, giving him actually kind of mad props, talking about his uh, charisma, his work ethic, you know, his passion for, you know, listen, he said, you know, if you're left, that's your guy, you know?
2: <laughs> I think it was the case of speak us, interrupt us. He, he, what I sensed from it is that he was going to the F word. Yeah. <laughs> and right, then right. he got there. It's happened to you, I'm sure. He got there and he's like, uh, uh, uh. And right. his Rolodex failed him.
0: Yeah. And you know what's amazing to me, too, is uh, it, I don't know how, why is it that every time there's a reference to a monkey or a this or a that, there are certain people, they're usually white people who bring it up first, uh, but then black people, some of them summarily follow. And there's always an association with black people. It's like why why is it that when you mention that kind of thing, it's automatically a black thing? I don't I don't because I never did get that. <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs>
2: it doesn't come to my and you cannot explain that. They they just I was just schooled yesterday. A friend of mine that's on my wall. He's actually uh, Mayor Goldie Wilson from Back to the Future. Although he rolls <laughs> on my wall under a different name. And uh, he called me last night and schooled me on that. And I'm like. Don, how am I supposed to know? How am I supposed to know? You have to give me a mulligan every single time I say something that doesn't work in your culture because I don't know. And and then I got a lecture about how, you know, they were forced to grow up knowing all about white history and we don't know anything about black history. And I'm like, oh my
1: God. And Don's
2: a very cool guy. And by the way, Don's done very well, clearly. Yeah. I mean, he's making a good living signing autographs at Comic-Con and stuff. He's a good dude. It, and he means what he says. He feels it. And I'm like, "Well, I love you, but I I, I do the best I can."
0: Right on. And one of the things that I actually have uh, been I've been I've, I'd like to say uh, and and I've adopted it as kind of a colloquialism myself, uh, and that is like when Maxine Waters was uh was Mouthing off, I said that she was ordering all of her flying monkeys to get out there and hurt people. Right, but and that's the visual. And, it's I, the right because right. she's the a right, right. I was comparing her to a witch, not like uh, King of the Jungle or something. And so nobody really raised any hell about that. And I said the same thing with Stacey Newman and her idiots that apparently remain still out there and her flying monkeys. And you know, I guess somebody if they really wanted to could easily make that a thing. But they actually kind of had to make it a thing in Florida because this guy's about to get his ass handed to him in the general election, uh, this Gillum guy. And so they have to come up with something that is gonna somehow, you know, go back, double back on Trump and, and 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 fly back in his face.
2: Well, if we know that's gonna happen, and we know that, then I think we need to be more like Breitbart. Andrew famously would always say what? So <laughs> so yeah, right. if, if, if I'm gonna have my ass handed to me anyway, yeah, then I'm just gonna own it.
0: Did you and see? Say so you heard me because you were you were in the uh, green room, so to speak, while I was finishing up my uh, my rant.
2: I like it in there, nice people.
0: Did you did you hear? Yeah, I know, mask, awesome. Mm-hmm. So did you? So did you uh, hear about the uh, when I played the trailer for First Man? And actually, the movie itself and and the concept is uh, is a great one. And it looks like it's fairly dramatic. And, you know, I think it it seems to capture the true risk that our American astronauts and airmen took in doing this. It was not... An easy thing, and and particularly on the families of these airmen as well. And we lost uh, a couple, a few along the way. And uh, Gris- have you
2: seen the capsule,
0: Grissom and White? Uh, or, yes.
2: Oh, it is like a tin can.
0: Oh yeah, the capsule. The, the, absolutely, it is
2: terrifying. I would never.
0: Get it. But you can't. But you can't. You can't do a movie like that, and and especially about. The first man on the moon, especially when all of us as young people, old people, whatever, that all of us have a uh, an image when we see the first man on the moon of the first man on the moon with an American flag planting an American flag. You can't take it out of there. And then it turns out it wasn't a matter of them forgetting to take it out, uh, forgetting to include it or forgetting to kind of mention it. They did it on purpose. Uh, because they decided they were going to tell us that this really wasn't an American achievement. It was a human achievement. Now, keep in mind, yeah, we do know that Neil Armstrong said one small step for man, one giant leaf for mankind. But they brought the American flag with them for a reason, because this was an American achievement achievement. And so to leave it out and then to purposely tell us you left it out because you wanted to tell us a different story than what it was, that's infuriating.
2: Indoctrination. Yes. <laughs> it's, I mean, plain and simple. For those of us that know, it really pegs it in its absence. It's more prominent than it would have been if we saw the images that we've already seen a million times. The problem is the people that come behind us.
0: Excellent point. Because if you're, uh, let's, well, hopefully our children know that there was an American flag on Our the moon. Children. I know. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. But but keep in mind, there's always going to be those people out there. There's going to be a 10-year-old who might, I don't know what the movie is rated, but there might be a youngster who watches the movie, and much like if they watched, when, like when Denzel Washington and Scarface comes out, uh, people are going to think, oh, wow, that's a cool movie. I'm glad they came. What a concept. They came up with Scarface. It's like, no, it's been done not once but twice before. But they don't know that. Mm-hmm. It's like when when somebody, like a band, remakes a song, and it's a song that we all know from the 1970s, but uh, you, you, you don't, you know, like, Yeah, like Weezer has a great version of Africa, right? Have you heard it? The I haven't version, heard it yet. Well, it, but it, I it, like the Toto one. Yeah, right. But 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 see, you and I know that Toto mm-hmm. did Africa, but a lot of people don't necessarily know that, and so they'll listen to Weezer do it and go, have you heard that Weezer song, Africa? It's amazing. They actually do do a pretty good job of it. But I'm you just saying. You know
2: who we sound like. Uh, uh, now we sound like <laughs> the parents yeah, and right. grandparents that we
0: could be. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But well, it
2: strips it of its patriotism. Yes. and And that is what, hurts me and we're conditioning young people to think that being patriotic standing up for the flag uh putting our hands over our hearts is is, that makes us robotrons and that we're being brainwashed and 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 they want to compare that to nazi youth and all that the problem is from a, a society point of view especially in a country like this we're not homogenous uh like other well like European countries used to be. Right, but right. When you're not homogenous, there, there has to be something or some things that we all gather around together, that right. bring us together. It has to be a common language. Yeah. The flag. Yeah. Love of country. Because if not, people just start acting like a bunch of wild monkeys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you know, also though, look at look at how this movie, obviously these movies take a long time to make. And so this decision to keep the flag out was made long before Donald Trump uttered the words, make America great again. So imagine the world we'd be living in if, let's say, Ben Sass or John McCain or uh, Hillary Clinton had their way. We'd have a President Hillary Clinton, and then we would have the indignity of suffering through a movie where they take the American flag out. Fortunately, you put
2: it, our noses in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, fortunately, <laughs> we, we, thank goodness uh, we have uh, the more important uh, American institution and American representation right before us, and we don't have to worry about the movie. But still, it's just an indication of how uh, there, this has been going on for a long time, Kim, and you know this, that there's been this attempt to kind of whitewash history, leave out important facts, and certainly leave out the fact that Americans are the ones in this world who have done a lot of excellent Amazing things for mankind and the world and reminding people of that isn't white nationalism isn't uh, xenophobic. It's just being proud of your country. That seems to be a pretty simple concept
2: Freudian slip whitewash. Oh, you're going to yes. have to be I careful said, about that. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, you showed your white privilege by just throwing that word out there without even thinking about
0: it. Right, right. But we're seeing it all over the place. And and speaking of John McCain, I don't know. I I, I had to sit through, and and this is one of the problems uh, because you know, we've talked about the Tea Party quite a bit. And I'm going to. I've got my Tea I, Party coffee cup. Yeah, you see, I like your, I like your, um, you know, you could you can be like on Friday. Keep in mind. You could be on Friday like the NASCAR of talk radio. So you you actually can you can have people sponsor your shirts (laughs) and everything as long as I get a percentage of it.
2: That's what Um, we'll go TJ with. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but yeah, you can you can. Hey TJ,
2: can I borrow one of your flamethrowers? We're going to do a demonstration on Jamie's show. We'll sell a ton of them. I know.
0: (laughs) You could. I mean, no. I'm and and you know what? It wouldn't be beyond the realm of comprehension that um, that Kim Paris. You can rent this space. <laughs> it, it, you know, come on. Well, then
2: maybe, you know, my diet's been going well. But if we're going to charge by, what, the square inch, maybe I should, uh, when I leave here, have a burger.
0: <laughs> I don't know why you always talk about that. Thing, I don't always talk that about stuff. it. But You're I, not fat.
2: Well, Thank you. But when you see yourself on video, I I live in a hobbit hole. I work in a hobbit hole.
0: I know. I mean that that TV is even when I saw myself. And I have
2: a brand. And if I'm gonna be (laughs) (laughs) NASCAR.
0: If you're gonna Bang. be that sexy ass tea party person,
2: and at 57, I figure I've got one more good go around at banging hot. I just got to <laughs> put the work in, but James, I'm got tired. I, <laughs> no, I, I it's understand. Hard to I mean, I, diet, I know. I've told you, I love buns of steel, but I like buns of cinnamon <laughs> too. <laughs> so that's a great idea. That's what we'll go to TJ with.
0: Yeah, because I'm be already to-
2: giving him free. I got this. Yeah. At T.J.'s place.
0: Well, you know, I, because of the shot here, we probably couldn't do it. But when we have the new studio, we could figure out a way. Um, we could do, you know, just like they. Slides. We well, they just, just like, a, like a truck has a gun rack. We can have, have a gun rack right above Radio Free Almond. <laughs> I think <you> he <laughs> Sponsored <should. laughs> by tactical. Tactical shit. Right. Exactly. Very, uh, trigger, 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 <laughs> trigger. <laughs> that would be. It would drive people I'm enough. surprised
2: that Pascal's people haven't followed you over here. Right. Yeah. So so Mayor Margaret can jump on them and and everybody that 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 got in there. That was very fun, Uh and I had to laugh because again, Jamie, you know this. They know this. They're not real trolls. They don't know what a real troll is. We elected the troll of trolls. We're quite pleased with that. But it's like seriously, when I was watching them get on you on the wall, as long as I could watch, I had to get on a call, but. It was like, you're so lame. You're so toothless. I'm so scared. What You said that you had an urban uh, audience. There goes the race card. Oh, I Ugh. didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> Only black people live in the city. And you really mean ghetto, right? That's white people code for ghetto yeah. when you say urban. Oh,
0: I, I I did I did it, it, it is something there's something like you said you saw yourself on screen before we get to what you just said uh, your point about the trolling but uh, yeah yeah I saw myself on TV like because TV does add weight to you just so you know you're not really that you're not when you're looking at yourself whether you're uh, so on this or that you're not really as big as you think you are when you when you're doing that just so you know TV does do that and because I, I was looking at myself thinking I kind of look like a, 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 Fat pig up there. What's going on? So, think- uh, but but that's what that happens. But your point about the trolling thing is excellent. Uh, be, because, off. because trolling, what a great point you made. Because President Trump is the ultimate troll. And we're saying this lovingly, by the way. Oh, it's it, it, a badge of honor. Yes, is the ultimate troll. Because what you really have to do is uh, live rent-free in 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 people's heads, if you're going to be a successful troll, and that's what President Trump does on a regular basis, and he does it whether it be him tweeting at eight o'clock on a Saturday right. so he can make reporters work on their weekends, or whether it be saying things that are important and going around the media, and there he is. I mean, that's 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 trolling. You going on and instead of actually, as as you're you know, like if if you're a, 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 at KDHX and you're about a month away from, from another heroin overdose, uh, you, uh, you going on there and just saying, I'm the king of radio because my name is so-and-so from KDHX, that's not trolling. That's just you doing that, and then you go away. That's not really... Right. Uh, yeah, a- Amy points out... Uh, no, Amy, I don't think that uh, Kim meant that they were Pascal's people. They were just people who came on to the, right. to the feed, because uh, Pascal did not... Did not Condone the the nastiness, no. uh, but but anyway, but 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 nonetheless, you all came out though and drowned these people like rats. You were pushing their head underwater the minute they surfaced, so it was a good Which good thing complex. you did you did there. But to your point about President Trump, yeah, you're right on.
2: Yeah, and and it's very powerful um, because, yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's all I have to say on that, Jamie. That
0: one dude. <laughs> that one dude tell, saying that I was that I was actually Mar- Margaret was an invention. Was oh a, my god! I was an invention What's, of he, mine. He's so
2: not memorable. The only thing I remember about his name is beard, and that was hysterical. Way. What's his name? Uh, uh, Nate's beard. Nate's beard. Oh my god! That is so funny. I'm going to use that too. I have to remember it. What would be the mnemonic device for Nate's beard? Nate. Nate I need mnemonic. Well, devices, you know, I think I,
0: I think what he was doing too was he. Uh, on his Facebook page he was trying to uh use me for it was publicity an because well he's a member he's a guitarist in a local band here that just came out with a new album and actually the music is pretty good. What's the name of that band again? I uh I'm sorry Matt. I um sorry scout sorry scout the, the music is actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty good band. You could I mean, have been and, and, his friend. and, and nates
2: a, You're an influencer.
0: Nate's beard is a pretty good guitarist.
2: Would have been a better band name. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, so, uh, you know, and that's the shame of it. But but I think he was, because they had just come out with his thing, I think he was trying to make some kind of uh, riff there and make a name for himself because they were promoting it. I, I don't but know. But he wanted to
2: be smart, like a detective. And the problem is, <sighs> it was just so... Damn it, Andy! Could have figured out that Margaret is just using your logo.
0: Yeah, well, and plus, I mean, he had it depended on this this idea that I was actually on air on air typing. Which, if you just look at it, uh, that's 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 not going on. So, of course, that should be every indication. A- and being.
2: Margaret keeps it going, man. So she was on all the time. So how do you explain that?
0: Yeah, right. You're
2: you're you're that special. You probably just should have said yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah, well, and and, you know, figure out how
2: I do it, (laughs)
0: dumbass. And and to our point, you know, Pascal, I'm I'm so glad that ultimately um, this appearance helped him because I introduced him to a whole new uh, audience out there. Uh, Many of you have known him too because I had him on TV with me and had him on the radio with me. And he and I do not agree uh, politically at all, and he can't stand Donald Trump. But the reality is, though, uh, he he's A different kind of Trump hater or a different kind of liberal uh, like I and you are different kinds of conservatives. We are more than happy to engage people and also to take the time to try to convince them of the righteousness of a certain policy uh, or what have you. So so that's where – I wish the country was. Uh, and, and right now, to me, there's this derangement syndrome with President Trump. Even in the face of a budding economy and great successes and all kinds of things, they still can't get beyond their personal uh, issues with President Trump. And really, a lot of this is just personal as opposed to policy, and it's too bad.
2: I attribute it to the fact that everything is fear-based, right? Right. What drives the vote? What is a primal motivator? And getting out the vote, GOTV, that is the number one thing. Suppress the vote where you can for the other side, and bring your people out. Fear is number one motivator. Um, it drives clicks. It, you know, my, my uh, liberal friends, they come up with stuff. They're telling me that Trump is is this and that, and he has this. And and I'm like, really? Are those things, I need to know if there's something going on with Ivanka and Jared. I try to have a broad, well now Q is my best source of news, honestly. Oh, by the way, Jim Hoff, Gateway Pundit. I know you don't, I assume you don't follow Q, but Q gave uh, Jim Hoff a shout out and that's really kind of a big deal in that subculture.
0: All right, so uh, wait, 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 backtrack for a second because Ben McGuire actually asked me, uh, sent me a direct message the other day asking me about uh about the Q and I didn't know what he was it's talking about
2: Not
0: the Q Oh or, or, I don't know what he called it but I what Q is that Q
2: as his name
0: Okay okay so what oh, tell me about Q
2: In a nutshell this started back in October, and you're familiar with 8chan, 4chan. Other people may not be. Most of the – or much of the internet is controlled, right, by, by Google, Facebook, all the places we go. But the internet is much bigger than that, and there are chat boards. Reddit is like that, kind of like the Wild West, where you can create an account anonymously. And, and so this started out in 8chan, which is a, a, a collection, we'll say, of conversations moved over to 4chan, and there was a person who surfaced in October that started speaking really in riddles, but not so much to convey information, but asking questions. And then you have the Anons out there, those are all of your your geeks, lovingly, or your like autism, but that's what they describe themselves as, that's the way they think, that will go out into the Internet and find these stories. So Q's sharing of information and guiding a thought process, which he will drop into uh, A-chan or there's another place that he goes. There are people out there that interpret them. Because they can be... But when you see the interpretation, you go, okay, I get it. I follow um, on YouTube, In Pursuit of Truth. Uh, I watch that guy. He's very funny. It's fast-moving. I stay caught up. And throughout the, the past months... Q by asking questions and then the anons coming forward with the paperwork we see the trail and he hints at where things are going his fundamental premise is that uh, that he's an insider Mm -hmm. that would be an important Mm -hmm. thing right he doesn't identify himself but that he's an insider he's with the president and he knows what's going down to trust sessions that Sessions is, is a white hat, that uh, the president knows everything, that uh, Sessions and Huber have been working quietly, uh, indictments are going to come down, the swamp will be drained, that the president is in control. Uh, it's very comforting, even if it's not true. If it turns out to right. not be true, people are going to freak out. But Q is not um, putting forth conspiracy theories or anything like that. He asks questions, and when you see all the information that that is out there and you start connecting the dots, and there's there are things that, that I didn't even know happened.
0: Right, um, right. Well, and, I, I, that, that's interesting because I think, think think really the the YouTube channel um, I, I, element is really important because uh, I, you know one of the things that we're going to be doing with Radio Free Almond 2.0 is YouTube uh, and, and and having a YouTube channel that we already have, but we're going to be more populating of it and more active on it, and the show's going to be on it. Now, there were some people who were suggesting that. I actually do the show live on YouTube mm-hmm. instead of on Facebook, but I have a feeling there are a lot of people who still want the show on Facebook. And so, can you not simulcast? I would imagine you can, no, uh, and, no, and, so, and, and that would be that would be even even better. And so, um, I think you know, but, but the YouTube element is now uh, really a kind of a and and get onto it now because eventually somebody's going to like they did with Twitter and Facebook. Somebody's going to try to get a hold of it and try to try to start manipulating that. But they're too. already
2: having problems, and the same thing with the music and all of that. But but, I, but could you even pull in Periscope? Right, because right. they're they're also kind of migrating to Periscope. Your website,
0: right? I mean, right. They're,
2: they're covering all their bases now because. It's the same. Yeah. Well, and but Amy's pointing out, end. too,
0: like Duck, Duck Go is a new search engine. Is that right? Is that, mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't even – so there's a lot to learn about all this because, you know, and to your point, it was interesting uh, – uh, the uh, last night, and, and I, I think Tucker Carlson's is doing a great job. Oh, I love that Carlson. show and and he was uh, his his little missive uh about this I think speaks to a lot of what we 've been going through here in St Louis, especially in the wake of my firing and all that kind of stuff that in the end it 's true uh that 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 it's the it 's the corporate world that is providing a platform for progressive terrorism so to speak uh for lack of a better uh, of a better word whether it be in terms of trying to shut down voices or as he points out uh using the social welfare safety net uh to uh subsidize subsidize yeah workforce that's nice exactly well and and keep in mind and, and here's Here's uh, – earlier in the week and, – and, and folks would say, that's
2: mighty white of you. Remember that old saying? <laughs> right, well, that's yeah. mighty white of you. Uh,
0: earlier this week, I pointed out some hugely disturbing numbers as it relates to illegal immigration and immigration and tech jobs in this country. And we were told a long time ago that technology and manufacturing, and all that kind of stuff was uh, going by the wayside and that Haji from India is here to help. And that's how it's all going to go down. The reality is, though, you learn that our own government programs, I'm talking about our visa programs, have created an atmosphere where the government is actually facilitating competition against its own citizens. Now we're supposed to believe that all of the people from foreign countries here working in software development and in technology are here because they saw the Statue of Liberty and the they flag on the moon. Wanna ha- and they want <laughs> to, and they want to have a new life in America. And they're just like the Italians who came over in the twenties. When the reality is they're actually imported here. They're recruited to be here by corporatists who are using the immigration system to create an entire culture, and subset of low-wage workers. We're also told, by the way, that, oh, no, because these people are, uh, are smarter than other Americans. They're better educated, when the reality is the facts do not prove that. These people are, are sometimes even less educated in terms of schooling uh, that, than Americans are, and so that's a myth, too. So in reality, what's happening is, and this is why you have not gotten action by these dinosaurs like the McCain's of the world and others in reformulating our immigration system with a focus on our visa programs. Now, President Trump uh, in the the past has created this four-pronged approach to immigration reform that not only involves the sanctuary city issue, but also involves a revamping of our visa programs because our visa programs now are not being used the way they're designed to be used. A company before uh, under law must prove they can't hire an American. They don't have to do that anymore. Now they're actually institutionalizing their hiring of foreign workers uh, through the visa program and through temp agencies that basically get a box full of these visas delivered to their doorstep every once in a while, and they start handing them out. Uh, to help corporations keep down their bottom and line. And one who
2: owns the temp agencies. Do, do, you know, there are fingers in that pie all down the they're, line. They're,
0: they're actually, a lot of them are GOP donors. And, and, and in fact, in fact, in the agricultural side, as you just saw in Texas, in, uh, in uh, yeah, it was in Texas where the illegal immigrant killed, that, oh, no, in Iowa, the illegal immigrant killed that girl. He worked on a farm that was run by a person who utilizes the same program I was talking about, and he's a GOP donor, and and this guy worked illegally on this farm for for a long time there, and and uh, one more thing is that that when you do this and you're importing all these workers and you're doing this kind of thing in order just to keep your your pay low. For the average American worker, that is dropping their pay some 5%. And that 5% savings on the part of the corporation isn't then going to hire more people. It's going right into their pockets or into the campaign coffers of politicians who have refused up until this point to do anything about our failing immigration system. So swampy. Yeah, very.
2: So swampy, and I would be curious to know you say g o p donor versus Trump donor because yes. yes there's now a line drawn like i s you know we were talking about last week, Trump will be thought of as the first third party candidate and and the Republican party has forever changed, and as the the you know god willing we we accomplish this fall what i hope we do and that the face of the party actually changes we are witnessing a revolution in the republican party and foisting upon the democrats a bunch of trouble and and how they're reacting they've not they've not responded well they're not very quick on their feet not like a monkey yeah monkeys are quick (laughs) on their feet
0: well and all you have to do uh to see what the uh the underworld is doing is just look at the process around the John McCain funeral and mourning. And it's like for, the it's,
2: King of England.
0: Yeah. And, and, and you, and everybody who is anybody in the swamp is coming out of the woodwork and exposing themselves. And at his funeral, it'll, the swamp will be in full regalia. And, and, and you saw, for instance, with the fact that first of all, John uh, McCain, uh, did not invite the president of the United States to. Or didn't Sarah. want him there, and then the family disinvite or, or didn't invite Sarah Palin. It tells you everything you need to know. And then yesterday, unfortunately, Ben Sass was actually elevated to some degree uh, by uh, the Tea Party, which is a, a, a bummer because I think I think we were hosed. Uh, but Ben Sass then uh, is is a never Trumper uh and, and is a guy who in my opinion is not the conservative he claims he is and is just kind of a bitter do nothing has done nothing uh, as a, as a US senator by the way uh and is, is the same as is, is just as useless as Jeff Flake was
2: or that's his brand and he's sticking to it yeah
0: exactly <laughs> so yesterday i'm hearing there's ben sass okay kind of uh narrating the Arizona funeral procession or whatever they were doing on live on Fox or whatever. And there's Ben Sash talking about how he and John McCain were like thick as thieves. I'm going, no kidding. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. No, but so we're seeing kind of even some of the guys in, in, uh, in who are supposedly our relegated conservatives, uh, who have now become swampified, uh, and, and are just as, uh, as, uh, as slimy as the rest of the swamp. And it was sad to see Ben Sass doing that really quickly it's about no that. Im- musty <laughs> really quickly about that immigration thing. Here's the, when I talked to you about the visa program and the president's desires to adjust the visa program and change the way we do uh, all of this, because it is totally undermining our workforce and totally a screw job of the American worker and American people uh, is, is when president Trump, came up with his four-pronged approach, and this was back in February, we had 14 Republicans who voted against it. And and those Republicans included Ted Cruz and Rand Paul, Susan Collins, and Murkowski. And I'm thinking... Why? Uh, uh, only that. I, I don't know. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself um, – Were there
2: elements in it that they objected yes, to? Yes. There had to Clearly be.
0: there were, yeah. and, yeah. and,
2: and, and, and it's, it's You know, no s- they pack stuff in that shouldn't be there.
0: Yeah, and, and, and for instance, uh, Ted Cruz, I think his issue was uh, something to do with uh, – something that didn't have anything to do with the visa part. So, so what I'm suggesting to President Trump and the others who want reform is to do the reform separately – uh, reform the visa program as a separate element, so that you could you could uh, you could deal with it that way. Because when you have Ted Cruz and Susan Collins voting the same way, there is a problem, and usually the problem is probably not Ted Cruz. It's it's the way that you approached the the legislation. Period is that you made it way too broad. Because uh, if you can suck in a Ted Cruz and a Mike Lee and a Rand Paul at the same time you suck in a Murkowski and a Collins, there's something wrong with right. your, your bill right. or your package or whatever it happens right. to be. So I would suggest him doing that way because we de- desperately need this reform and, 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 uh, and President Trump is the one person who finally it. mentioned it.
2: He, he understands it. It's going to be so exciting Uh, this fall if we not only retain but add to uh, our numbers and think about how many uh, folks have stepped away. So these are going to be new people, and if it's anything like we've seen uh, these primaries go, they will be Trump people. When Trump gets behind you, you will be elected. These are his people, and everybody else will be his bitch because they will understand the power – Of President Trump. Like him or not, they'll understand that he's an unstoppable force and they will get in line. And I think that he that we're going to see the rest of his term and and God willing, you know, the, the next term. We're going to see those kinds of changes that are are uh, are obtuse to a lot of people, but they will feel the effects.
0: Yeah. The next term. You know, I, you I, can't
2: I, run on that because people don't get it. They don't care. They don't get excited, but it's like, don't you understand this is fundamental? And that's why Tea Party was so good, because the people there understood these these what might be minutiae to other folks. So
0: Yeah, well and in and, and, and about twenty twenty A while back, I was uh, letting people know about some stats regarding the president's approval rating and uh, certain states that he won that Republicans never won before. And the fact of the matter is the – President Trump is on a path to do exactly what Ronald Reagan did in 1984, and that is pretty much win every single state. And and there's a possibility – in 2020, and I know this is kind of a stretch because uh, the only reason Ronald Reagan didn't win, for instance, Minnesota is because goofball was from Minnesota, Mondale. So that was the only reason why he didn't win it because the, the actual one of the candidates is from that state. And so otherwise, uh, Reagan would have run the table. I think there's a strong possibility given what we're seeing in terms of the economy and what we're seeing in terms of uh, of – progress in this country, not only here, but internationally, not only with trade, but also with the economy and not only with national security, but also with uh, our other dealings with Iran and North Korea, that we could possibly see a President Trump who who wins every single state.
2: And, and, and remember, Jamie, she will be indicted. And if I had to guess right or die, he out of courtesy to uh, Senator McCain, held off. I mean, because we're right there, you know, midterms. It's time for this October surprise to start gearing up and trickling out. I would guess that he held off because we, McCain is at the center of it.
0: So you, at uh, you said this. You and said I think
2: this, he held back until he passed to save him in okay. his last
0: hours. Yeah, you said this last week that you still think Hillary's going to be indicted, huh?
2: Absolutely. Pick a crime, any crime. And, and it's starting to tumble out now. China. Remember when he would bring up China and their stealing of of uh, uh, technology yeah. and it seemed yeah. kind of off the subject and, and coming out of nowhere? Remember that when Trump and I'm not telling you anything you don't know, when, when, when Trump took office, they did not think she would lose. Uh, he now yeah. had access to all of this information, NSA, all of these things. And even when they tried to keep things from him while they were still at the top of their different agencies uh, and the president's daily briefing, it's all coming out now. China tapped into Hillary's email server, her private one, and they inserted a code that copied everything to a Chinese company. This is a fact. It's 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 now all coming out. Uh, and there's no way that these things will not be addressed. The president isn't going to say, oh, well, you got me. I'm sure that there are very few people even taking Hillary's calls anymore or Brennan's or any of them. They no longer are there to protect her. And she counted on them. And and, and they were protecting each other. And you've got the heads of all the agencies out, fired, resigned, whatever. They're, they're exposed. And the president will take advantage of that.
0: Whatever happened to those guys who were uh... – <clears throat> who were? Remember the guys who worked in uh, at the Capitol, and they were a couple of brothers. Anwar, yes, and Debbie and
2: Wasserman Schultz,
0: yes. Whatever happened to those guys? Because they were they were basically copying and and taking all kinds of things in the congressional servers, and I haven't heard anything about them since.
2: They flip and sing. They, I'm sure of it. They made a deal, and I haven't followed this very closely, but the broad strokes that I understand is that they made a deal on a lesser charge, some kind of fraud having to do with the mortgage company. They are definitely um, cooperating. It's very, very serious what happened. They are definitely cooperating. That's why you don't hear from them.
0: Yeah, because— Where's Uma? uh, Where's Wiener? uh, Scott points out that they were uh, let off with uh, time served, and so they didn't get any—
2: one small on piece on one one piece. Okay, right, right, right. There's well, even if they were out there,
0: even if they were let off with time served, that it could be an indication still that they were cooperating somehow oh, yeah, with yeah. somebody. So because
2: it should have been a lot worse,
0: something was going on. And 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 the the thing that I just don't understand though, and and because again. Uh, you've, you you brought this up last week, and I think it's important to to, to note because uh, cause President Trump continually, like even one of the headlines on Breitbart today, is that Donald Trump threatens to get involved if Justice Department fails to straighten out. And so once again, he's making these overtures, and, and there are people talking about how uh, it's just a matter of days before Jeff Sessions is fired and all this kind of stuff. But no, you, no, no. you honestly just do not believe that that's really what's going on.
2: Not at all. No.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm just, I mean, just, Jeff
2: yeah. Sessions has had a, a, a he has a wonderful reputation that that is attested to in terms of his his immovability on ethics and and he was the president's early supporter uh-huh. and he is a, a a a what I would want the attorney general to be. He keeps to himself. He isn't after the spotlight. And I think he and and. Huber are, are working on it, putting it all together. There's a lot of moving pieces. You can't put something together like this and make sure that it sticks. You can't just go out there in front of a microphone and say, ah, we got it on you and you and you and you. They have to put it all together so that they can't they can't get out, so that the evidence is presented to the public. And, and there are people that will say that's the point of Q. The Q is there to... Gather people in to keep them informed, to keep their eyes on what's happening so that when it all comes out, we already know that that it's going to hit the fan. Yeah. Uh, but enough people will be red-pilled, as they say, to and they're waiting for it.
0: Right. Well, I'll tell you, uh, you know, and, and if we're going to just kind of wrap a bow in here because I'm going to just take a quick little uh, break here and pay some bills. But I, I do want to uh, let you know that it just so happens that we, the, the conversation now has gone full course regarding the visa program and everything else Because and, and to Jeff Sessions. So to his credit and to his department's credit, I was just telling you about how these visa programs are being abused and lo and behold – uh, they just arrested this uh indian ceo uh when he flew into seatac airport and charged him with using the h1b visa program uh, that's that, that's that's the program that the, the tech program there's the h1 and the h2 the h2 are the agricultural ones the h1s are the are the tech ones and and the h1 is where you see a lot of the abuse and so there was investigation and um there's a lot of fraud and corruption in this indian dominated h1b visa worker program and i don't know they got them a
2: little canary yeah basically
0: yeah and i don't know whether you remember when hillary was over in india a long time ago and remember when hillary talked about us yeah well hillary came over to the metro east and talked about killing coal jobs well at the same time she traveled over to india and described how she was going to pave the way for this uh, international transference of jobs and, be, and, and, and create this global economy in the U.S. And so she was poised to actually – election.
2: I didn't hear that.
0: She was actually poised to double down on the H-1B visa program as opposed to go in there and cut it down. So what the Justice Department found was uh, two companies – in 2010, 2011, they were in in, in this scheme that was uh, referred to as a bench and switch scheme. So uh, they p- took foreign national workers and then uh, they were able to abuse the program so that they were allowed to complete, compete unlawfully in the marketplace. So the Justice Department is, to your point and, and, and to Jeff Sessions' credit, is doing some things uh, that, that President Trump – wants them to do so uh maybe uh, there is some veracity to this idea that what president trump is doing is uh just kind of playing a good cop bad cop game here in the well, uh, and
2: making it appear that that they're not in collusion that this is not politically driven that he's not happy with with uh, sessions right, sessions right. is not in his back pocket and and the funny thing is then how democrats come to his defense don't you fire sessions if you fire sessions
0: yeah right well you know well republicans are too uh, you know that's that's what i can't stand is is that ultimately Every time there's anybody
2: a, who's not a Trump supporter, exactly. Republican or Democrat,
0: and Lindsey Graham is the one who was usually the reliable stooge for these kinds of things. He goes on there and starts to wag his finger at the president and and, and saying, "Now, if you do this, I'll, we're going to be very angry. If you do this, <laughs> and take him out. It's not good to do this. It's not good, you know." So the effeminate <laughs> really heterosexual is up there babbling and running <laughs> his mouth all the time, and it just it doesn't it, 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 it it's and it's it's constant, and and yet. Uh sometimes it's, the president's going, well, um, I didn't say I was going to fire him. I didn't say I was going to do this. I didn't say it was going to that. So there's always this hypothetical straw man out there that old Lindsey Graham is reliably on TV warning the president not to do.
2: Well, but at times, there lately he's been coming out in defense of Trump. Yeah. And so it makes me wonder, what does he have on him, the president? Uh-huh. Who knows? Right. Maybe yeah. he's well, like, actually we're friends, right? We're cool, right? We're cool.
0: <laughs> well, look look what happened with uh, Ben Sass. Ben Sass is acting like he's President Trump's best friend now. And right. because I think what Ben Sass saw is what happened to Jeff Flake. And that the never trumpism doesn 't help you along the way, and there are people in Nebraska sniffing around uh, to primary Ben Sass, and he knows that, and so I actually hope he is primary, but uh, but there are people sniffing around, he knows that, so he, him getting on the president 's bad side is is
2: and it's his brand is thing. losing its luster. Yes, we talked about this last week, right? The the trend, whether it's large or small, for never Trumpers to start moving over because, after all, they're happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. It,
2: and so, what's he going to do? He wants to stay on TV. He's got to have a got to have his shtick.
0: Yeah, you, you got your book published, and uh, now do something for the country. I, I wonder real so.
2: quick about these book deals and yeah. these GoFundmes. Am yeah. I the only one that? I get the impression that these are, are quite conceivably money laundering apparatus.
0: Uh, what, what do you mean?
2: Well, you know, you publish a book and all of a sudden it it, it it goes to the top and all this money is coming in. Who's to say, especially it's Amazon, that this isn't just a way to funnel money to that person? Who, who's going to do an audit to see that that many books were actually oh, right. delivered? Yeah, yeah. Or the GoFundMes, right? You pour money into it, and it just seemed to me, maybe I have a criminal mind. (laughs) Maybe you do,
0: maybe you do. (laughs) But if
2: I ever do a
0: GoFundMe, I won't keep the money. (laughs)
2: I'll give it to what I say I (laughs) will.
0: All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, good morning this morning, and we are live here at the Discovery Design Studios. DiscoveryDesignInc.com. By the way, just chatting with my life, auto and home insurance agent, Matthew Mitchell of the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency, 855-QUOTE-ME. He's going to be in on Tuesday on the show. So, Matthew, we'll see you there, buddy. Sounds good. And... For all of your insurance needs, Matthew's a guy. He was able to give you uh, the lowest rates is for your youngins. Because sometimes young people, they have a hard time getting great rates on their insurance policies, especially when it comes to auto. He can make it happen for you as uh, your insurance agent, your hometown all-state insurance agent, the Matthew Mitchell All-State Agency. By the way, that sign behind me is the Santino Cigars and Cocktail sign. I hope as you uh, kick off your Labor Day holiday, you can stop in there for a drink and a cigar. Thank you, Kim Paris, for holding up proudly the Santino cigars and cocktail sign. By the way, we're going to have our happy hour on the 27th uh, of September. That's a Thursday, and that's going to be the official Radio Free Almond happy hour, so mark your calendars for that. And uh, Brett Steinhoff and the County Browns are going to be out there with their barbecue, so you're going to be able to check that out as well. It's the uh, it's the Santino Cigars and Cocktails Radio Three Allman Happy Hour, but otherwise, don't wait for me. Get out there right off of Vogel Road in Arnold and uh, get it all together. Also, don't forget Eric Naputi, Naputi Wellness, NaputiWellness.com. Eric is uh, good friend of mine and from the very beginning ladies and gentlemen he was uh, he was a supporter of mine stood fast against the trolls I don't know whether you guys realize this or not well I'll talk about it actually after this break second here uh, but because uh, I, I think it's an important component to the story and don't forget to shout out Golden oak blending golden dot there they they're the new friends of the show uh, they're going to kick off in September, as is Proctor Drapery. Proctor spelled like doctor. com is where you're at there. So we're doing well, and uh, we appreciate you guys. And don't forget also TracyEllis.com. As you all know, I am a go-betweener for this fabulous group, which means basically if you call me and give me a shout, and you will have a home you want to sell or a business you want to sell, or you are in the interest of buying a business or a home and talking about a building, you call me at 314-309-0704, 314-309-0704. You know, Kim, it's interesting, I, I was going to talk about this, uh, you know, give people kind of a quick update on, uh, you know, because the appearance on Pascal's show by the way, this Weezer version of, of Africa is good, but it's no different than the Toto version. So I'm trying to figure out, like, I, I mean, I, I, I'm glad because I don't think that there is another version of Africa. But it's kind of weird that, that, that Toto is almost doing, like, just a karaoke. I mean, Weezer is just doing, like, a karaoke version of Africa.
2: And their fans are none the wiser.
0: Uh, well, that's kind no. of calling it in, isn't it? Well, uh, I I like I like. Um, Let's hear it. I I I just played it, baby. Oh, that wasn't Toto. No. Shut the front door. <laughs> I thought that was Toto. No. Oh my gosh. I, 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 that was Honest to
2: God, I thought that was Toto.
0: That that was Point actually. Throughed. Yeah, I mean that that was their version of that, Uh and, and it the harmonies,
2: just, the tempo. I mean, everything is it's not arranged any differently, is it?
0: So so it's really the, just the same. It's just like like I said, the karaoke version of it. Now keep it. Now Please. you know you want a real. You want a real different version of Africa? Yeah, I do. You want one yeah. that actually, this is where you're going big or staying home. I'm talking yes. about it. if you're gonna redo Africa. Are you tough enough? You have to be uh, You have to be like Bob and Bev. Bob and Bev, the like an Af- folk version? No, you gotta be like Bob and Bev and redo Africa. and And that's when you're really kicking it in here. That's when you're really doing something important for the world. Right. Just, just kind of You know what I mean? We could do that. You mean
2: Gia we could get okay. the hair in here. I hear the drums That's my part. That she Good. This is this is, and, and look they got the video backdrop, but they're doing that on a green screen. They put a lot of work into this video. With I wild animals.
0: I love Bob and Bev.
2: So they have a channel? They do other songs?
0: Oh, yeah. Do they do other songs? How many And she's a really good singer. She just nails it. I mean, how do you get much better than that?
2: You know, if that's monetized, they're at least making drinking money out of it. Bob comes
0: in. I mean, come on! What, what, you, you ought to hear him do? Uh, I, I don't know whether you, uh, I don't know whether you know uh, the system of a down chop suey song.
2: I'm sure if I heard it. I mean, guys, guys know songs and bands. Girls just know the chorus. But, I'm good at coming in on the chorus.
0: But Bob and Bev, when they do the version of chop suey. I mean you've gotta you've gotta you have got to you got to you got to listen to this one. This is great. It's a
2: very psychedelic background they have on that one.
0: They're great singers.
2: Stage presence, impressive. I you look at them. That was exciting.
0: And they do the video stand in front of the green screen, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah,
0: Here, I'll move it forward, you can listen to them. Come on, what, how, how do you argue with that? You don't. They also, let's see, what else do they do? Uh, they do all kinds of really great covers. It's Bob and Bev uh, YouTube channel there. Check it out.
2: A good cover that became its own standalone version, the Hawaiian guy that did Over the Rainbow.
0: Oh, you mean that, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, that guy. I know who you're talking about.
2: But that's a version. I have it. Hold on, what? I said, that's a version that I really enjoy It's different And it's its own song Without changing it up too much But the way he does it His voice His You snickered You don't like it? I didn't
0: snicker No, I'm, I'm finding it for you oh. I have it I have it in my library One man's
2: snickers Another man's chuckle I'm sorry I, I, I projected
0: I, I was just on looking you. it up in my In my I already I, had I it at my fingertips I didn't mean to project This is Israel Come walking the water.
2: Hawaiian names. My daughter lives in Hawaii now, and and I can't remember which island. I know it starts with a K, but they all kind of sound the same to me. It doesn't stick.
0: It's a good point. This is a really, this is actually a good version of it.
1: Stripped down. Somewhere
0: it's too bad Don Ho didn't do this. He could have done this. So I um. I want to kind of give an update on some on, on some things regarding the court deal that I think you'll find interesting, because we are uh, we're kind of looking uh, right now dealing with the whole contract issue and everything else, and so finally I have had the first uh, the first um, example of where this non compete that we are uh, trying to bust out uh, has uh, come 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 back to haunt haunt me. Uh, Because I have a non-compete in my contract. And and this is
2: competing? I
0: am, uh, no. I'm sorry? I have a non-compete in my contract. And I I am, uh, in the end, in terms of, uh, basically it keeps me from working at another radio station. And and it's interesting that that the radio station would, I mean, to a lot of people it's very confusing because it's like, wait a minute, uh, so, so they fired you. You apparently weren't good enough to work at their radio station, but now they they want to prevent you from working at another radio station. That doesn't make any sense. They didn't want you, so why are they preventing you from working at another radio station? Uh, it doesn't make any sense at all. Because if I were if I were that much of a force, and they didn't want me on the on the air somewhere else, why would they? Get rid of me. It doesn't make any sense. And I signed the contract. It has a non-compete in it. Non-competes are generally to, uh, designed, for instance, if uh, especially like in the technology world or the sales world or whatever, where you're training people and you're investing in them and you're investing in their product and, 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 you're, and, and you're part of their success. There are companies that just don't want you to just suddenly pack up, leave. Take everything they gave you with you, mm-hmm. and start a new business or compete against them. So I get that whole concept there uh, of that. But Entercom, uh, which uh, fired me, uh, had nothing to do with my success uh, for seventeen years. They did. They gave me nothing, uh, and uh, and I signed a contract with Emmis, but they they gave me nothing. They, they, all of my success was mine. Uh, all the guests that I had, all the. The ratings that I developed, everything else, uh, were created by me. Uh, So you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. No, I built that. So therefore, I owe Entercom nothing, and they can piss off when it comes to uh, my non-compete, which is why we're fighting it. But still, what a non-compete also does is it scares other companies into not taking you on. There was a uh, plan in the works for uh, for me recently to uh, what I was going to do was i was going to i was had an offer from a, another radio station uh, that that was going to allow me to infuse radio freeomen into the other radio station and it was going to allow me to take a couple of hours of Radio Free Alman and have them on a dial radio. They're forward looking. Right, which is which is fine and, and, and I didn't have to I would still be here. I would still be in this studio. Mm-hmm. I would still be doing what I'm doing. And 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 I w- it wouldn't change anything for all of you who listen on the stream or listen uh, on Facebook or watch on Facebook. Another
2: platform for you as you grow. Right. It
0: would just be another dial thing because mm-hmm. there are ob- honestly, as much as I have been able to amass an audience, and we have been amass an audience right now. For instance, uh, of of pretty much the same or more than I had even at ninety seven one. Uh, there are still a lot of people who, for whatever reason, don't have. The phones that have the app on them, or aren't on Facebook, and and, and so uh, even though I tell my advertisers, listen, I've got just as many people as I had before. I could actually improve upon that by getting onto a dial network as well, because it's just one more avenue of access, right. and, and and YouTube would be another one too, right? Uh, and or uh, yeah, YouTube, and so uh, it was a obviously an offer that was a, that was a good one, and uh, and would be able to. But the problem is, I have a non compete. And now, what we were going to do was go ahead and just tell Entercom to piss off, and I was going to do it anyway. Uh, and if they didn't like it, then they could just simply uh, so? wait. They could they, uh, they could hurry up the trial if they wanted to, whatever. Because our trial is set for a year, actually July, but we're going to um, be in arbitration soon. But um, so we are. Uh, so, but 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 what happened then? Now is that that's not going to happen soon.
2: They got scared off
0: because their lawyers told them. Not to do it. Their lawyers told them not to take me on be- for fear of getting sued, uh, of them getting involved in illegal uh, problems. And of course, um, that's perfectly reasonable uh, in terms of an attorney. Like, I, I don't think I told them, I said, there's no way you guys are going to get dragged into this. But the problem is when you have an attorney, uh, the attorney's job is to really kind of look out for you, and, and, th- and no attorney in their right mind is going to leave you legally exposed. It's so just- they
2: shouldn't have asked them. <laughs>
0: <Well>, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean right. basically. Yeah.
2: And they're not thinking like marketers. Uh, no. No, really. If, if I were yeah. them – I would I would hire you and make a big deal about the risk and I would I would taunt them and oh my god we got Jamie Allman coming and 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 I would get play out of that. I
0: know. That's exactly Am I what, crazy? I, I, no, that's what I said. That's do. exactly what I said because you know uh, it would have been so Right. right. uh beneficial for them and and then even still uh in the in the off chance there was some kind of injunction or something it would be on me not on right, them anyway. Right. Uh but nonetheless, I mean, you hire an attorney for a reason, and if attorney tells you that uh, it's probably the attorney's job, and and that's just is you know you, you, the the they're just it's 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 like it's like a doctor, uh, not trying have to, to heal take you. The advice. I know, I know you don't. But but nonetheless, I but didn't the, do everything people, my mom
2: told me to do either.
0: <laughs> but these people are good people, and eventually, if I do if I do hook up with somebody, they would be. My preference in terms of hooking up with them because they're really uh, good people and a good guy running the show there. So, but that's the first little shot where you had the, uh, the, uh, the, the real impact of this non compete. Now, keep in mind, uh, my contract technically is, is based on Indiana law and uh, because it's an MS contract. And Indiana law is—they uh, hate non-competes. They'll throw—they throw them out every every time. But that still didn't convince these other guys that that this was the case. Cause so anyway, that's can where we you we're add at. it to damages. Oh, um, technically, yes. Uh, Let's you can.
2: extrapolate what that could have represented. Right. I mean, technically, Wait, was there an offer that we could on the table that I don't get your oh reasons, yeah, but yeah. A, a written offer so that you could actually define you know the oh, parameters sure. of the value mm-hmm. of that. Contract,
0: yes, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, that that comes into play, uh, and and that's but that's the update on that because there, there were some people. <laughs> yeah, I know you're right. So there should have there, there were some people, and then and then I mentioned Doctor Naputi, and this is where the second component uh, uh, comes in. This is where the uh, the second element of the fight. There will be a, then a third one because this fight is coming in in phases I love it. but uh eric was telling me the other day uh, uh, as we start to um as we've talked about this movement that occurred uh to get me off the air that was begun and overseen by a state representative stacy newman and her dumb stepson drew uh worked for a place he's a software engineer and um and, and and it's interesting because one of the benefits of the whole Golden Oak lending dust up yeah. was that there was a guy there who used to work at the company where Drew Newman works and who was orchestrating the bots and the accounts and the Facebook accounts and the Twitter accounts. Half of them were fake. And, and so – more than half at least. Um, but 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 nonetheless, what they what they did was and he'll they. He'll
2: testify to that.
0: Well, he already did. Okay. He just doesn't know it. Oh. So he put a comment up there on the Facebook page when somebody said something, um, and he put a comment there on the Facebook page, uh, the Golden Oak uh, thing, that said, "Yeah, well, when we were working to uh, to to, uh, uh, to he, he talked about the whole operation." That they that they had zip, at the zip. Gateway Blend, yeah. When I was at the Gateway zip. Blend, and we worked with Drew, and we were putting together all this stuff to go after his advertisement. I'm like, oh, thank you.
2: <laughs> no. Oh
0: my God. We'll I, see. We'll see. Th- you and, and that's th-
2: the nature of social media, right? Yeah. yeah. People want to be out there. They want oh, yeah. to be. They want to be. They want to be an expert. And
0: they dumb. Yeah. We'll see you in the deposition room, buddy. Thanks for. Oh and, my- got your name and everything. So hilarious. thank you for that. He's not there anymore, so he'll be an expert witness. So anyway, so uh, so but Eric was telling me. That uh, the the operation that was undergone uh, that, that 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 Stacey Newman and her stepson participated in and orchestrated uh, from her house and and from uh, Gateway Blend, their operation uh, al- almost uh, severely damaged uh, Doctor Deputi's business. And, and Dr- because he had made
2: an investment in you. Does he, he have did. a claim? did, and,
0: and he was out there. Oh, yeah, he's got a claim. He was he was, uh, he was, was defending me left and right, and uh, of course, you all know Ryan Jaycox, who's uh, my marketing guy, and, and he he was among them too, uh, tactical marketing, and so uh, Dr. DePuty was out there in force, and golly, I can't tell you how appreciative um, I am of Dr. DePuty and Ryan and and the and Jody Neputi as well and, and and the guts that these people had to go out there and defend me because the repercussions on their business was severe because what happened is uh, a lot of the uh, electronic uh attacks uh came like for instance through the website where you know you can get negative ratings on your site you mm-hmm. know and 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 that's what that
2: slows down traffic and
0: that's what they did was it was they just that. they basically attacked, right? Uh, they attacked Dr. Putti's business
2: and 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 negatively impacted the algorithm.
0: Absolutely, and, and Whoa, so and and to this and to this day, Dr. Putti said, "You know, I uh, I it, was it
2: takes a while to recover from that."
0: Yeah, he said, "I still uh, have have to." Deal with these uh, negative ratings and stuff that I received on the website uh, as a result, and and it was it was in a in mass. I mean, it was right. in mass. Well,
2: we can do the same thing from our end. Yeah, yeah. Mayor Margaret, get on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and so get your
2: people together.
0: <laughs> but what I'm saying is that the, so that so the 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 effort here, uh, this was more than just a protest. Uh, this was an actual operation. Uh, that was malicious. Uh, that was begun by intentional a, and malicious an elected representative of the state of Missouri uh, to take me to get me off the air and in fact uh, they celebrated that once it was done and, and but it was but it was more of a it was really amazing how inorganic it was in its approach it was manufactured
2: like most of these things yeah are.
0: absolutely
2: occupy yeah. I mean it's all.
0: Right. And, and so, so when she I, was
2: currying favor with whom? What? I don't want to drag you off your story. I'm sorry.
0: What, what was the question?
2: I, I knew the outcome and I knew when it was happening, but, but I'm not clued into why she did this. Is this a personal vendetta and she's just you know, using the hammer of her?
0: Well, as I pointed out on Pascal's show and I pointed out to you all before, it had nothing to do with David Hogg and everything to do with my support of Jeannie Ames on the Parkway School District Board elections. Okay, I
2: missed that part that, that, was, that I'm sorry that's what I had was to all get about. on the call. Yeah, that was
0: it was Seriously, all about it was over all that, that little Parkway cabal over there. Yeah.
2: See that's somebody when they've got a little bit of power. Yeah. And they've got their little fiefdom on mm-hmm. unbel- but that's yeah. not even worth the trouble she's getting into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean
0: No, it certainly won't be, but uh yeah, so that that, that was a little about so wow. they they didn't care about David. And, and I told Pascal and I and explained to you folks and sometimes some of this stuff you haven't heard before. And if you have heard it before, I'm sorry that I'm repeating myself. But um, one of the things that that uh, that that's one of the reasons why David Hogg himself didn't say anything about this, even when he was asked about it and didn't. Tweet about it. Didn't make a crusade about it, even though he probably easily could, if indeed it were true that I threatened. And he doesn't the,
2: hold back. So no, am surprised.
0: I know. I he, know.
2: He's happy to.
0: Yeah, and shoot so back. so he he basically, uh, when asked about it, he goes, "I wish people would focus on other stuff." Because he knew, uh, and, and he had people telling him what the real story was here, and he knew he that this was not about in. that this was not about him, and so he wasn't going to participate. Hmm. In in that in that whole thing. So that's that's interesting. But but to my point, the reason why I brought it up is because uh, when I mentioned Dr. Naputi as a as a uh, as a uh, stand up guy guy and as a support of the show, he really took a huge risk in in helping me out. And and, and he also uh, took a huge hit. In helping me out, and so uh, like all the people who are supporting the show, uh, they've they're getting people attacking them and that kind of thing, but they've resisted. Uh, Golden Oak was a perfect example of that. You all came out, and and Golden Oak was like, you know, and, and that was a great showing. Uh, but uh, but nonetheless, it's still these people still take t- chances, and I'm, I'm really proud to say that uh, those who support the show, I hope you will then reward them with all of that. So that's the story.
2: You know, he's probably looking at if he's watching right now at my posture and saying, I would to himself that I would look thinner <laughs> and probably not need his services if I would stand up straight. My
0: posture has become deplorable. Yours is good. I will, but, but see, I have a bent, I, have a, I, I, have, I bend. So I, I sometimes am out of totally out of whack. And did you know? Because this is this is a good thing for you to, to know. And, and 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 he he does have weight loss programs, but I don't think I like I told you. I don't think you need. That's not what the, the point. My point. That's they have energy uh, energy. they have these. Uh, he he can tell everything through the through the uh, spinal cord. So every little place you know, as you go down your spine, affects a certain area of your body.
2: Like acupuncture. It's a science. Mm
0: -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, so, like, for instance, there's a part of your spine, for instance, that, or your spinal cord that affects your stomach. And there's part of your spinal cord that affects your sinuses. I mean, it's crazy. My Uh, stomach,
2: not my abs, right? My abs abs. get kind of an isometric workout when I do your show. There you go. Because, except when I'm forgetting, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sucking in my...
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, okay,
2: so that so I should go to You know what? I think it would be good. I need to take a, a more holistic approach to my health anyway. I probably need a couple of panels done. Does he do those to make sure everything's in order? I, I, I'm going to make an appointment.
0: All right. Well, you know, you. Uh, you should. And, and, and should everybody. And it doesn't matter whether it's uh, if you have ADD, ADHD. There are people that go there. His uh, PTSD program is amazing. I, I actually uh, met a guy down there who was going through uh, PTSD uh, therapy with Dr. Deputi, And, of course, this is not just uh, taking a bunch of pills or actually no medications involved. I mean, and it's, 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 it's uh, uh, really amazing. And so uh, this guy, at one point, wouldn't even leave his house, basically. He, he just had... This aversion uh, to crowds couldn't be around a lot of people, and it was really hard for him. And there he was uh, at the very busy Dr. Napuni clinic, and and, and it's, it's great because you go there, and it's just like this – I don't want to call it a factory because that's not really what it is, but it's, just, it's, a, it's, a, it's buzzing. There are all kinds of people around, and yeah, they're, and they're all energy. happy – Absolutely great you feel energy. Feel like you're
2: walking into a circle of good energy.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. And so it's it's really nice. it's it's really cool. So anyway, uh, he his, he can do anything for you, and, and it's done a lot for me. All right. So today, did you see Chuck Todd? I've been wanting to get to this. Um, you had talked about an October surprise or whatever. Their eye roller. Yeah, I know Chuck Todd. <clears throat> but but nonetheless, they're on MSNBC, and and these guys, and see if what if there isn't. He's, he says there's going to be a possible bombshell today, and I'll just kind of get to get through this in a second because I have to get through the ads first. See, I don't on know. That side. It, do, you ever go to, do you ever go to like Breitbart too? Okay, and Mediate. Mediate has the ads, but, but Breitbart has gun ads every time we see, a, uh, see something, and I love that, every time we go to a liberal.
3: Time now for the lead panel is back. Sahil, Daniela, and Brad. All right, the president, we got more. I
0: love these panels because I never know who the hell these people are.
3: I can't get past his porn goatee.
0: I know. Well, it's to cover his double chin, so that's why a lot of people do that. But nonetheless, no, I don't know who these people are.
2: Well, they don't like they don't like Trump. I can be sure. Of right. That. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean,
0: but, but when I see them, I'm I'm it's always confused. Like you're really scraping so the
2: bottom of the out. barrel for experts if so we don't even know who they are.
0: Well, it's because I, I, they do this on CNN all the time, and they have these people up there. I'm
3: like, wait a minute, who are you again? I have never heard of you before. And they speak with authority. Yeah. Here, listen. Off the lead panel is back. Sahil, Daniela, and Brad. All right, the president, we got more. Sahil,
0: Daniela, and Brad. Who?
3: Anyway. That's what you guys do at the wire service. No, you're just dribbling it out. You know, we we just put it all out there, will you? But anyway, you dribbled it out. We got a little bit more, which is, here's what he said about the Mueller probe. Uh, We'll put it up on the screen here. I view it as an illegal investigation because great scholars, that's his quote, have said that there never should have been a special counsel. And this was an answer when asked if he would comply with a subpoena from Mueller. He said, I'll see what happens there. Um,
0: By the way, Chuck Todd, uh, since we we get all cosmetic about it, uh, he also. Because we're so deep. He also. I know. I just want to. So? I just want to do one more thing here. So? He also. I know. He also uh, cheats a little bit on his hair. Like, uh, because he, he combs his hair forward. Oh
2: my God, like Caesar, like.
0: A- <laughs> to create Yes, he combs his hair forward, which is cheating.
2: It's so not hot.
0: <laughs> I don't, you know, I mean. I, I mean, I-
2: even Clooney could not pull that off. <laughs> no, I know. If George Clooney can't do it, dude, don't try. I remember Clooney <laughs> I tried, mean, didn't he? Yes, it was yeah. bad. Yeah, I know
0: he did. He did the only in here other forward. one is
2: Trey Gowdy. Trey, how does how does Trump get out of the house? Why does Melania? Uh, you'd think she has more sway. Cut that hair, and Trey Gowdy is just a train wreck.
0: Yeah, I don't know what what. Well, I don't know because he's always he's always looks like he's melting when I see him. <laughs> Never thought
2: about. It. But it, it just it, he's got a pointy head and the hair. I know, is going but to, all, who I, am I to tra- talk? Right? I but s- I'm just saying.
0: I'll say I'll say I'm Trey Gowdy. I like the guy, but uh, <laughs> and nobody's better in those in those. Hearings and, and he didn't ask values. me
2: or you, so never mind.
0: But but here we are talking about this, and then people might say, "Well, yeah, but what about Trump's hair?" It's like, "Well, I don't know." we, about we just that. covered
2: that. We we preempted that when I said Trump first.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, but I don't know. I don't know what that what that is because he, because uh, once his face touched it on TV.
2: Oh, it's real. But what I understand—you've seen it fly up in the wind—that yeah. he's actually covering a bald spot in the back. But oh. if I were him, I would just shave my head and go full on Lex Luthor.
0: Yeah, wouldn't that be funny? It would
2: be awesome. Just, just do it. Just do it. And,
0: and then, and then when he when he does his uh, news conferences and things like that, he sits in a big chair. Yes, above Holds everybody. A dog. I don't want a little dog. <laughs> I'm going to the the wall is going to cost 10 trillion dollars. Trillion. <laughs> We're going to lower your taxes 10.5 zillion trillions. Oh, um, that would be the master troll move. Oh, he would just it would he, it would people would flip
2: do you ever feel like sometimes he, he it's like he's in on the joke? Not that he is a joke, but but like no. I, I almost sometimes feel like he's got his tongue in his cheek and just to not bust out laughing, because he knows the impact that he has. Yeah. And their wigs are all on fire. And and I think half the stuff he says, because you know he's known to have a very self-deprecating sense of humor. He does. Because I'm one degree of separation from him in 12 different ways. And that, and that's what they all say. I'm sorry.
0: Well, he's also, uh, he's a lot more humble than people yes. think he is, too. Yes. Uh, because I remember one time interviewing him for my television show, but it was, a, it was a phone interview.
2: You did? How wonderful. I missed that.
0: It was a phone interview, though, and... And so it was right before the Missouri primary, uh, right before the election, actually. And, and and he kind of it was kind of off air. And he said, uh, he and we were just chatting before we actually began the interview. And he said, uh, "So how do you think we're going to do there?" You know, it wasn't like awesome. we're going to we're going to wipe out You know, he's like, "So how do you really think we're going to do there in Missouri?" He wasn't sure. Connecting with you, yeah.
2: Yeah. He, and you I mean, felt he was, that he really
0: did care what you were going to say. Absolutely, he did. And, and I, I remember meeting him after the event at the Peabody, um, and, and he was the same way there. He just was. He just would talk, chit chat, look you in the eye, ask you a question. It was pretty. It was pretty amazing. Uh, but no, the, he could pull that off. Yes, but the image of him, like, yeah, he, plus the only thing better was like him wearing sunglasses while he's sitting in his chair. Just own it. Really dark. Now, one of my favorite memes that I put out before, while during the primary, and 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 pardon my language if you don't if you don't like the language, but it's a it's a meme of him. He's sitting in a car, and he's got and 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 he's got his his, his arm outside the car, and he's holding a firearm. He's holding like a forty five magnum, you know. And he's like, and 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 underneath says, "Get in, pussy." <laughs> Which yeah, like, Greg, it's a takeoff
2: on a meme of a dog driving, right? And get in. I forget well, it the was joke more, on that. No, he, he it, was, it was
0: more like him saying he's, he's a gangster and he's like, you know, get in. Because, because you come along with me for the ride is what he's saying, you know, but but
2: there, there's a meme that preceded it, an old school meme that had a dog, it was the same premise. And so that makes it even, even funnier to me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it's when you see it, it, it's, 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 or Space Force,
2: your mission is to go out and grab the universe by the pussy. (laughs) It's like, sign me up. I so want to be in Space Force.
0: I know, I, I and I think I think that's why. And you know, that's
2: a joke. How could anybody not love him? We love him for lots of reasons. The dude bangs porn stars, and he wants a space force. What's well, not to love?
0: <laughs> well, and 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 because because so much of America is so beta sometimes, uh, uh, that that they're they're intimate i mean how many times have you heard people like you know here is a guy who has been in his first 600 days in office has uh, has almost single-handedly changed the entire fabric of our economy and yet you have these people who still will go, yeah, but, you know, I wish he wouldn't tweet so much. And it's really kind of like – it's like, oh, shut up. I mean, honestly. I mean, it's like these people are such pansies. And I, I think a lot of it is Virtue has, signaling. Yeah. But it was like, you know, yeah, but that one thing. It's just like, yeah, I wish he wouldn't say that. It's like, oh, oh, calm down. I mean, people are just so – I mean, it's, it's so weird that the culture we live in where – uh, where we sit there and we 'll go to we 'll pay seven dollars to see fifty people shot in the head in a movie, and yet we 're offended by some tweet that the president reaches out i mean it 's just it 's so the society is so weird sometimes in any
2: of the past presidents that 's how people speak it 's just this one shares it with the public i mean Hamilton what he got into a duel right so that 's life he just shares it and that 's one of the reasons I think we like him is. Uh, comfortable or uncomfortable with what he says, I believe that he means what he says. I believe he's transparent.
0: He's got some balls, and you know, and, yeah. and you know. By the way, Truman was kind of like this too. You know, I, I hope you know that 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 you know. At one time, a reporter said something about his daughter or something. Truman wrote him a letter, basically threatening to cut his head off.
2: <laughs> well, and the famous uh, 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 quote about the social programs and how he would have people voting for the next two hundred years.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: that was Truman. Yeah,
0: and I heard that little dweeb yesterday. Ben, oh, was it Johnson? What did he say?
2: Who- Johnson. I'll keep. Uh, this will keep uh, them on voting Democrat for the next two hundred years. Oh yeah, that was was it, Truman? I don't know. Somebody can help us. Anyway. But here's
0: but here's 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 the thing though. Here's here's the uh, here's the thing. Yesterday, I'm hearing this dweeb Ben Sasse waxing poetically about John McCain. And it was so interesting how uh, Ben Sass talked a lot about John McCain's bad temper, like how he would yell. He, he had such a sense of humor, but he also – he would yell at a whole room full of people and then like walk out and come back in. But it's funny how er, – that, that's apparently a virtue Manly. for Ben Sasse, and, and yet when Donald Trump – acts in a fashion where he tweets something, or whatever else, he's gauche and he's uh, down market and he's uh, unrefined and he's not presidential. But apparently to be an a-hole like John McCain, if it's John McCain, then that's perfectly okay and you're lauded for it. I don't get that.
2: Well, because his brand is never Trump. So yeah, it guess. will always defy logic.
0: Well, thank you. That was a good answer. Thank you. So Chuck Todd, back to him. Yes, and his hair, his hair, and he's uh, he's talking about the Mueller probe. And this is where he today apparently there's supposed
3: to be some. He, com- he talks about these the Mueller being an illegal probe all the time. Let me ask this, Brad. Do any of his supporters wonder why he just doesn't end it? He has the power. He's the president. You know, I actually don't think many of his supporters think very much about the Mueller probe. I think the president thinks about it a lot more than his supporters do. Well, I think. I think the yeah, president thinks about you're it more right than about that. Even even right. more on this table sometimes. I think the I think I think the president's voters are will wait till the Mueller probe is over with, and then they'll see what he has and evaluate it. Like I don't I don't think it's something that they're obsessed about. Washington is obsessed about it. It leads the paper every day. True. It doesn't lead the paper in Kenosha. No, that that yeah. I buy. He has the power to end these things if he really wanted to. He obviously knows it would be a problem if he did. It's not the prevailing view of members of his own party in Congress that it's an illegal investigation. The Senate Majority Leader and the Speaker of the House say they support the investigation. That it is not only legal, but it's proper that it should come to an end. Yeah, whoever you are. So here's the thing. And and ultimately
0: they get to this point that um, there's going to be this bombshell today regarding the Miller probe. today. Yes. And, and and here's the problem with the news media, though, is that if there's not a bombshell, there's no mention of the fact that they said there was and there isn't. And, and the media has gotten so used to just simply throwing stuff out there like, oh, there's a tape with the N-word. Let's get a nine-member panel on to talk about the tape with Trump using the N-word. Cohen and will then,
2: testify that the president yeah. knew about it, but then his attorney walks it back and says, actually, that's not true. I was the source. Right. And, and then I, it's just like I'm another day. And then it's yeah. like they,
0: they move on. And, and there, there's no accountability for these folks. Now, Do I want to – world in which the president orders the firing of a, of a media boss or whatever. No, I really actually don't. Uh, and, and, and uh, you know, the, it's not, and the, by the way, it's, it's not the, the president can say Jeff Zucker should be fired. That's okay. Jeff Zucker's not going to be fired, but, but, uh, the, the president can say that it's not him squashing the first amendment. I, I don't think a president should, necessarily get involved in this stuff. He doesn't have to, really. But nonetheless, the media's gotten so used to just throwing stuff out there and then never having to walk anything back or explain why they were wrong or or anything. And, you know, if there's not a bombshell, guess what? Chuck Todd's going to be on the air today or tomorrow like he never said it.
2: Do you think that's the point, though, just saying it and bombshell is what resonates and it goes in the the category of bad president? There's a bombshell. I missed what it was because I wasn't following the news that close, but they had a bombshell. Right. He's a bad man. It's known him? Well, been, no. It's like Cohen coming out there and saying that that's what, what, what sticks with the people they need to stick with. It, we follow the news closer, though, so it makes no difference.
0: Yes. And I think that one guy, whoever he was. Um, did did point out something right and that is that most of us whether it be the Miller Probe or when, uh, Omarosa you gotta remember a lot of people hear these names and hear Cohen and uh, Lanny Davis or hear Manafort or, uh, or or Omarosa or whatever and they don't even know who these people are and it's not because they're stupid it's because they have better things to do and they don't care as much about this stuff as other people do. When you're obsessed with trying to bring the president down, of course you are uh, you know you're going to obsess over any negative thing because you are trying to push an outcome but most of us, I mean most people are just getting along with their lives and doing their thing.
2: Jimmy, our our revolution within this party has made, like I said, and you agree, such a mess of their party and the the more outlandish this becomes, the the more likely uh, the margin of win is going to be higher than we even anticipated this fall. Yeah. Because of fear. Fear that they will be in charge again. Right. Because we do pay attention, and, and we're the ones, and not just Tea Party, but all the woke people, we're the ones we actually vote. And that's the difference. Who's going to take off work? Who's going to know it's the day before, uh, not the day of? Who's going to take off work? Who's going to stand in line uh, as a group? And 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 I don't say Republican. We're, we're uh, our own third party, whatever you call it. Uh, we're the party of Trump. We brought him in, and and we're going to keep him in. And and we do vote. Yes, it's a lot different than getting out there with a mask on, and
0: you yeah. Know,
2: expending some of your rage. Uh,
0: no doubt. And, and I think, you know, locally we haven't done much with this uh, the Senate race right now. Uh, I noticed uh, that, the, that the post-dispatch is now obsessing itself over fact-checking all of the Josh Hawley ads and those kinds of things. But I thought Hawley made an interesting point the other day uh, and uh, although this was seen as some kind of scandal because they uncovered some tape where he whispered to the pastors that he believes that this whole uh, ban on uh, churches getting involved in politics should be lifted you know the IRS ban and everything the else 501c3 designation yeah and, and and i pointed out yesterday i said you know um, josh makes a good point about this because if it's if the IRS rule is not being enforced uh, evenly, then it shouldn't be there. And and the, and, and to to my point, when I uh, when I bothered people and and sh- and annoyed people with the Hillary Clinton uh, "I don't feel no ways tired" soundbite from the church, <laughs> Hillary Clinton did it. But but I guarantee you, you get a Republican out there oh who is uh, who is out there and, and speaking from a pulpit. There, there will be cries and protests about the separation of church and state and everything else. And so these churches have always allowed Democrats to come in and speak to them. And, of course, there's usually – the, it's always the white politician exploiting – I'm wondering when black congregations are going to finally get kind of the point here and say, don't you realize you're being used by these – white liberals like when steve stinger comes in and sings amazing grace at your church you do know that he's just simply uh using you uh and and, and in fact demeaning you when hillary clinton goes and, and reads a poem like just like an old crop share worker or whatever it's like okay that's <laughs> insulting to you that shouldn't be something you're clapping about <laughs> stereotypes uh, absolutely uh, but 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 all i'm saying is though. Uh, there's a religious freedom element here. I, I do sometimes wonder, uh, I don't think that, I do sometimes wonder whether or not we ought to just simply scrap the rule altogether because it's not being enforced fairly. And and, and for that matter, some people say, well, why are churches uh, uh, exempt anyway? Well, because you can tie it directly to religious freedom uh, and, and freedom to assemble and freedom to worship. There's no reason why a church... Uh, when it collects funds from its congregations or its parishes should be taxed on those funds. I mean, to me, that's, a, that's an infringement. And so I'm perfectly able to defend the tax-exempt status of a church. Uh, other nonprofits, I'm not quite sure I can, I, I can do that. Uh, but, but it's mainly the churches. And to me, I think churches, if they want to, ought to be able to talk politics as much as they want to without repercussions.
2: The problem becomes defining political speak, uh, and, and the tax exemption too. Think about how our churches are increasingly marginalized. You know, there was a time not that long ago, I was born and raised Catholic as well. Both of my children, I sent them to Academy of the Sacred Heart in St. Charles, um, where the churches, not the state, provided the charitable, Yes. Uh, uh, w- 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 whether it was hospitals or feeding people or housing people. And so, you know, hard to pick a fight it, when their monies are going to that. And I think that the churches still would, but for the fact they're marginalized. Um, and with respect to how you define political speech, I think I would call have Bible, will travel, uh, my my church home, although. those been a while since I've been there. Sorry, Pastor Pat, but I do watch him online. He's he's all electronic now. But
0: get your hands up, that microphone. There you go.
2: But uh, <laughs> monkey. <laughs> I'm
0: just giving you a tip.
2: Yeah, it's uh, something to hang on to. Um, thank you. Just, just, just um, so you out. the uh, with Pastor Pat, it's a biker church. So uh, he's very clear in his politics.
0: It's a biker church. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's pretty cool. We have
2: Bible will travel. Pastor Pat uh, started it actually in the biker bar down there on St. Charles rock road. (laughs) I love it down. Um, and they have, is this a Catholic church? No. Oh, Okay. It's a Bible based church. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, but pastor Pat is very, you know, pro American and the, and the groups that, that, uh, our house there at the church, I think we even have a three percenter group and and so the the political viewpoint is very very clear and yeah. very clear in his preaching in all america and and uh and so who who's gonna find fault with that then yeah that no. you, you know what you're praying for the president right
0: yeah <laughs> well and, and i I do think that to a certain degree you know uh, uh, that that when it comes to the the way uh, the president has suggested and, – and right now there's a bill that has not yet been uh, voted on, but, but has suggested uh, it, through a uh, uh, an order or executive order or whatever to just simply uh, order that the IRS not enforce the law. But there's also an effort right now that actually hasn't been voted on yet to just simply defund the IRS process of trolling churches for their uh, – their political commentary and and part of that is simply because it's the IRS's own damn fault that they're in this situation because they're not like, like we, we saw them going after these, uh, conservative organizations, you know, these, Mm -hmm. these, the, the, the conservative nonprofits and they're, they're just picking on them and not picking on other people. So if you're not enforcing the law fairly, like Clinton foundation, exactly. Then, then you know what, then, then, then forget about it. So I think that's a good, that's a good thing. Uh, Holly, so how do you assess Hawley's uh performance so far because uh, our concern was that Hawley was going to slow walk this campaign because he was really lazy in the primary and uh unfortunately much to our chagrin uh it, it didn't he didn't seemingly have to work for it. Now, uh, is 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 Hawley the nominee, and do I support him? Absolutely. But it was a little – it was a disappointing event, I think, in Missouri politics, this whole primary operation, because there were a lot of people who just simply were ignored, who were – important people uh in this movement who were just simply ignored and it was kind of uh frustrating to see that uh being ignored worked uh and and that's that's not the way we like to play and then we were concerned that that Hawley was just going to keep phoning stuff in but i don't uh, you know it all depends on the coverage and everything else but i don't think that he's um, still at the energy level that he needs to be at in fighting claire mccaskill
2: I think he came into it messy. That's a problem uh, with Governor Greitens and his, you know, that whole uh, thing and, and what we had going on there. I think that he's going to luck out because the president's going to drag him across the finish line. And uh, yeah, that that, you know, for good, bad or indifferent, as long as he's going to work with with the president. Yeah. Um that's the way it's gonna be. But I think that he will have gotten in with without having to <laughs> yeah, right, no. do the lot, things that we would have expected another election. But no. but we do see this as a do or die. And and Claire, I mean, you know.
0: But yeah, Hawley's the luckiest man yeah, on the planet.
2: Yeah. Definitely. There aren't
0: many people who could basically do nothing. Yeah. And basically almost be gifted a US Senate seat.
2: Yeah. Like not a lot of charisma. You don't even look like a senator. It's kind of embarrassing.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> you know what?
2: Not, he doesn't have bad hair. He just doesn't have that.
0: Well, and before all this, and, and, and Hawley to a certain degree was uh, had a disadvantage, and that is that uh, there were some people who claimed he was the ultimate outsider, which of course is not true. Anytime you have Danforth stink all over you, you're not an outsider. But nonetheless, he was a little bit uh, at a disadvantage there because he came in and where I've known him for a while, and he's a good guy. Uh, I, I did think that he was really a good uh, fighter for religious liberty issues and other things, and and the uh, Hobby Lobby case and all that kind of stuff. So he, I've interviewed him before. Good guy, you know everything else. But nonetheless. It was not something that, that, that I think was a good reflection on our political structure here, this nomination. Now, did he ultimately deserve it? Well, he got the votes.
2: Look at Todd Aiken last time. Todd Aiken was so not my guy. But when the party did to him what they did, and I, I put that sign in my front yard. And, man, let me tell you, I, what the party did to him was terrible. He had a right to be there when they pull the funding and they pull the support. Hopefully, over time, uh, you know, this will little by little be dismantled. But, you know, the president can affect the macro. The micro is still up to us. And human nature being what it is, uh, you should see the cannabis business and what a fiasco that is. It's just, it's a fiasco.
0: Wait a minute, because I, I was just watching. I saw something. I caught something on CNBC. Not for us, our side, but. Oh right, because I was I was uh, I caught something on CNBC the other day uh, that these uh, s- stocks in these cannabis companies are just skyrocketing right now. Oh
2: yeah,
0: and there are only a couple of them that are really very active.
2: Right now is the time to get in. It's interesting because the private investment companies have been in for several years now, and that's where you would find the individual investor with a lot of money or maybe a family trust because of the banking issues. It's still federally illegal, Schedule 1, so banks stay out of it. They don't want to be accused of money laundering and all the stuff that goes with that. Right. But you can tell now that we're on the fast track because the bigger institutional investors are getting in, uh, and you, you're starting to all already see consolidation of growers there's there's just a boom in the technology whether it's point of sale keeping track the delivery uh uh, mechanism so it is a big big business for us what we do at Apache Blaze it's a moment in time where we're going to be able to go right into a niche and hold it and that's all American uh because everything else is Chinese with what we do. And so, actually, being mad at the Chinese helps my business. So, let's try and stir the pot on Apache, the com.
0: ApacheBlaze.com. Right. Now, where did the Apache part come from?
2: Um, not, not peyote. It was just a... <laughs> it was a thought. It's okay. like, what, what is... American. What, what would an American brand look like if you're not going to do cliche and make America great as already taken? And <laughs> so
0: okay. I just, uh, it was okay. that and the nobility
2: and the bravery and the holistic look at life. Okay.
0: It, was, it, was, it was a leading question because I was going to ask you then if you had any uh, Native American in your blood.
2: More than Elizabeth Warren.
0: Okay. Okay, so you're just not – But I'm of, not
2: a card-carrying.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, because I was then, then I was going to ask you about – I'm sure I'll be trolled on that though. About this Christopher Columbus statue issue, which <sighs> is another one of these. They're, they're having this uh, rally. By, by the way, the, the, the Tower Grove Park Association Okay, came out and said, we're going to study this issue. But if you go to the Facebook page of these goofballs, this Chris Singer guy, by the way, I don't know whether you've seen that. He's, I was listening to
2: you yesterday. That's how big, I learned he, about it. He, he's it's an big, event.
0: Yeah, and he's not a big fan of white people. If you go to his Facebook page, he's not a big fan of white people. I'm just telling you.
2: There's our there's our um, white privilege. Uh,
0: sometimes you'd it's call people like to that be a so racist. Hated. <laughs> but Only white people can be racist, so I don't know what he is. But anyway, so so uh he, this uh thing that they're doing is is named actually a um uh, Christopher Columbus statue removal rally. That's like, uh, you know... Uh,
2: to him, it's a fait accompli. They will have a happened. demonstration and tear it down no matter what.
0: Right, that's exactly.
2: That's what is, is planned.
0: That's, that's what's infuriating. And to my point earlier, and I hope you guys can backtrack or rewind and watch the first hour of the show where I talked a little mm-hmm. bit about uh, history, racing and, 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 and it ties into even this brand new... Um, Uh, movie coming out which is being lauded by critics it's called first man it's about the first man on the moon and yet there's not an american flag to be seen even in the depiction of neil armstrong on the moon there's no depiction of the american flag just
2: the bouncing part and ryan (laughs) is that it i
0: I don't know but there's, there's an image of the man on the moon in the suit on not the moon and not a f- flag they, – they, there's not an American flag in the movie. And so Ryan Gosling, who is – I don't know what, what it's about, his politics or anything. So he said, well, we thought of this as more of a uh, human achievement than anything else. So we felt we didn't need to put the flag in there. It's like, okay, uh, it was an American achievement on behalf of – And even Neil Armstrong said mankind. So you can't take the American part out of this achievement. You can't do a story or a movie about about the first man on the moon without depicting what the first man on the moon did, right? I mean you can't just simply not – have the flag planted on the moon. Unless it's fashionable to hate America. Exactly. And erase America's influence. And, and my opinion about these people who, like this statue thing, nobody cares about that Christopher Columbus statue except for the left-wing activists who, like the terrorists who destroy ancient uh, symbols in Iraq, mm. or like uh, the uh, Mussolini who uh, paved over Roman ruins, Or Hitler, who uh, erased certain uh, German cultural elements out there and stole the art and everything else. Uh, They want to – they do that so that they can erase things to create their own history. Mm -hmm. And that's always a dangerous thing. And this statue is no exception, I think.
2: Well, if I know the hill, even if it comes down, I'll give it time. We'll put another one up twice as big.
0: Well and then if you and 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 the whole uh the, the issue is and, and I don't think that uh the United States treatment of Native Americans is, is anything to be proud of at all I, I uh it's it's indefensible in this modern time uh and and was Indivisible. then although it was in a certain level of it's context it's still happening
2: around the world though we still participate in some of that
0: yeah just yeah. not here but if, but if you really wanted to get right down to it uh, you know even, even Lewis and Clark were mean to Indians I mean you know, and, and, and except and
2: if- Sacagawea
0: Right, exactly. She was
2: special. Yeah,
0: yeah, she was. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, but yeah, okay. You will be the guide. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So, but 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 at that point, where does it stop? Where does the where does the effort where does it where does it end?
2: Well, uh, are we going to start in the tribal history?
0: Oh yeah, I mean, because
2: I mean, yeah. if we're going to do that, then let's start examining the uh, the different tribes. Yeah, and and how they got there and who they displaced. I mean. It, it all goes back to Adam and Eve. Since then, it's just been a gaggle, and and things happen. People take land, and uh, I just
0: it, – It's interesting, though. That at the needed. same time, India uh, Native Americans weren't very fond of immigrants either. No. I mean well, what they would see as illegal immigrants. If they had known what was
2: going to go down, just like – if the obama administration had known how powerful ultimately tea party or the next generation tea party would have been or was going to be they would have done it differently the indians i think
0: oh uh, yeah <laughs> they
2: would have, they would have stopped that stuff at plymouth rock
0: yeah it wouldn't have if uh... <laughs> they had
2: a crystal ball yeah, uh, yeah. but you know but yeah. but it, but it right. is a it is a great space to be in when you go to the website uh on the product pages i i did some research and i have some really nice, not well known quotes that are either Indian proverbs or attributable to different chiefs and you read that and you go, Yeah, that because they did have a different lifestyle and view of the world and 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 connection to Mother Earth and with each other and 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 it's just a good headspace to be in. And I couldn't be happier than I am being in this space with the artists and and everybody's pretty chill and
0: seems like it. ApacheBlaze.com. That's Kim Thanks, Paris. Man. Everybody, check her out on Facebook. And always uh, good to have you in the show. So you're going to be here regularly Thanks. on uh, Fridays, right? At, uh, at uh, seven o'clock, mm-hmm. correct?
2: Thank you, Jamie. Thank
0: you, Kim Paris. Yeah, monkey. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, monkeys. You crazy All right, monkeys. people. <laughs> Uh, don't, i got to get you a hat. you have a hat yet? Uh-uh. i got to get you a Radio Free Almond hat. Or a shirt. Or a tank. Or a Radio don't Free Almond mittens just in time for wintertime. <laughs> we'll see. We're going to have maybe some knit hats. I don't know. We're uh, we're building it up. Nice sweet. All right. So, uh, yeah. Check it out. RadioFreeAlmond.com. we got all the gear, all the stuff you need there at RadioFreeAlmond.com. Hats, tanks, the brand-new colors. Thanks to Gia. And don't forget also the Facebook page. And have a great weekend. I want to remind you, uh, I'm going to do something on the air Monday, but it's not going to be the stream. It's not going to be the show. I'm, I might do something for my pool. I don't know. but. There'll be some kind of Radio Free Almond presence on Labor Day, but we'll not be having a show here in the, uh, the, uh, formally in the studio here at the beautiful Gaslight Studios. So have a good one, everybody. Have a great, safe weekend. Thanks for listening and watching. See you.